Hey. We're live, dude. I know. <laughs> Tonight on the podcast, <laughs> we are talking uh, about leaving, <laughs> leaving. Uh, <laughs> we're talking about uh, Warner Brothers talking about shelving the Flash, Star Trek Strange New <laughs> Worlds news, Disney Plus news, X Men news. Just, just so much news. But the biggest news of them all. Kung Fu Panda 4 <laughs> coming in like two years. Lance, hit that music. It is Friday night in Phoenix. You're listening to the most viral podcast in all the land, the Absolute Geek Podcast. I am Matt. I am Lance. I'm Max. Welcome, boys. How are you this week? Um, you guys are having a great Friday. Another week in the books. Just grateful this... that it's over. <laughs> yeah, it's been a long week, but yeah, I'm excited. We're going on vacation on Sunday morning. Going to be gone for a week or so, and I'm very, very excited about it. I Max, like I wish I had your life. Vacation, right? I wish I could go on vacation as much <laughs> as you do. I'm sorry. I get a lot of time off. Hey, cheers, buddy. Cheers. <laughs> Find a good company, man. I get 30 freaking vacation days a year. It's wonderful. Oh, you only get 30? I get like four weeks of vacation, but I take yeah, it all like consecutively. I do go on lots of vacations, Aaron. And why wouldn't I? I love to travel. And for the most part, they don't cost me that much money because I bought a timeshare years ago and that all my accommodations are paid for. It's just gas. So Ooh. it works out. Which some, is enough to bankrupt you nowadays. Some schmuck yeah. got you in the little room and told and gave you well, a They steal, did. Huh? And I regretted it for years. And now, you know what? Now that it's all paid off and I just pay my yearly dues, I end up paying way less in yearly dues than I do in the How much are yearly dues? It's like 900 bucks, hmm. but I go on enough trips that it, it equals is, out. Yeah. It's, I mean, I probably <laughs> go on $2,000 worth of like accommodations per year. Stick says, can you smell what the geeks are cooking? Probably ramen noodles. <laughs> yeah. Uh, hey, big shout out. Big shout out to the chat. Stick boys. Welcome in. He was here early. Your mom, uh, ish, Aaron, uh, who else? Eric Williams. Eric, you got to get a hold of us, man, so we can get you that poster. Or let me know if you just want me to drop it at Issue Store, and I can do that too. Um, but yeah, our big giveaway winner from last week. We'll start the show by announcing we are literally one subscriber away from 500 subs on the YouTube channel. One subscriber away from another giveaway. It's killing a 9.8 me. 9.8 right. slab. Creating and... a new account on YouTube now. <laughs> A 9.8 slab and stumbling jet. I said he's going to up the ante by throwing other stuff in. What it is, I don't know yet. So we're going to find out. He said it was maybe a, a little piece of candy and uh, a Bennigan's gift card. I'm not really sure. What, is uh, Bennigan still around? No, no. No, it's not. <laughs> I didn't but, think. So. I was trying to think of when's the last time I saw a Bennigan's. It's been a long time. It's a South Park. It's an old school South Park joke. Oh, what am I thinking? Benny Hanna's. That's what I'm thinking of. 
He said he's tossing in the tube of terror. Yeah. Bennett Bennigan's. Yeah. Butters sings that little, the little theme song for Bennigan's. That was, uh, what you got for being Canadian South Park. You got a piece of candy and, uh, that's what you got in your little box of faith. You got a piece of candy and a gift certificate to Bennigan's. Yo, people are helping us out as we speak. I went to our channel. We have 501 subscribers now. Thank you, everybody. 501. There it is. Live. 502 yeah. now. Nice. Look at that. Dude, that Land, must have happened Max last came, 20 seconds. Max came through real quick on that fake account. Man. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I won't lie. I was one of those. I didn't create a fake account, but one of my uh, YouTube accounts I realized wasn't subscribed. The one I like used to use before I created a new one. Oh, that's subscribed. Count, then we're still behind. Then. Well, we're at five hundred two. If only Making one of them are fake his. accounts. All right, we'll give it to him. <laughs> Making your fake accounts. I said, only all right, one guys. Of them? So let's try to get to a thousand subs before the end of the episode. A thousand and two, so that none of my fake <laughs> accounts can count. <laughs> yes. Listen, I'm. We're going to start the road to 1,000 tonight. 500 more subs till we hit 1,000. I'd like to do it by November 10th, by my wedding. That would be an amazing wedding gift is to hit 1,000 subs on this channel. After years of hard work, it'd be fantastic. See, I thought you should have put on your wedding invite, like, in lieu Sub to of my gifts. channel. Yeah. Sub in to lieu my of channel. Gifts, sub to my... No way, dude. I want money. Aaron would be like, uh, no. <laughs> Yeah. Sub his YouTube channel. <laughs> I want or diapers the, for Logan. Put the QR something. code in the corner. <laughs> I actually I need to look at your registry. What kind of stuff is on there? I, I only got a few more months to your get mom, your mom. All yes. my fake accounts are subscribed already. She says. <laughs> I'm happy to give away a slab package as long as you don't retire by Thanksgiving. Yeah, I was joking with him. I was like, I'm gonna hang up my hat. I'm done. I'm retiring. <laughs> I went viral. We had a viral video. I'm done. I'm retired. I'm hanging up my jersey like Jordan, but he just every time I, I try to get out, they pull me back in. So I just got a notification on my phone. New subscriber, still not Hartman Sports Cards. <laughs> yeah, I see that. <laughs> oh, that's uh, funny. <laughs> yeah. Your mom says broad gifts are the best part about getting married. Oh, I know, man. I you know, I was young and uh, I think I had bought a new TV about six months before Kelsey and I ended up getting married and I, I bought it on Best Buy credit card. And I remember that we got enough cash from our wedding that Kelsey and I were just like, pay the freaking thing off. So <laughs> not Hartman sports cards. This is odd. <laughs> <laughs> Still not Hartman sport cards. Oh, that's awesome. Yes. Well, well we have stuff everyone. from our wedding that we still use, man. There's a lot of great gifts you can get. I'm also, another on, big I'm still announcement. I'm on my wedding gift from Matt. Um, if you have oh, not heard, he gave me an remember. Xbox. <laughs> if you did not watch Renovision on Wednesday night, right here on this channel tomorrow night, five thirty or five o'clock p.m. Pacific Standard Time, Arizona time. Friday, Friday, Friday. There is a oh. new show starting. It is a cross. Uh, it's a well. I would say a cross-platform promotion show, but it's not a promotion. It's a it's collaboration called a collaboration of sorts uh, called uh, Saturday Night Special, where we will be doing a collaboration with uh, the fine folks at Renovision to bring a Saturday night show across both channels. So that should be a lot of fun as well. So, yeah, 
your mom says, I got a $300 coffee maker for my wedding. I legit thought no one would be buying it for me. LOL. There you go. Yeah. For, for mine, Max got all my buddies together. They all chipped in and bought me an Xbox 360 back when they were like brand new. It was around that time. Right, Max? I mean, they were the slims were brand new. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It was at the end of the 360 era, but it was still like a $300 gift. Yeah. Jedi says, I'm still using the best thing I got for my wedding giggity. Oh, solo, solo book. He says, The best part of marriage is the divorce, expensive but worth it. Dude, it, it costs you way more money to get married than a divorce. My first wedding was like five, six thousand dollars, and the divorce cost me 200 bucks. So, you know, well, it depends. If you got kids involved, you got alimony, <laughs> uh, that can get pretty expensive. Shower boy says I sub to talk laminated variants. <laughs> yeah. Well, got to wait for ish for that one. If we're going to touch on that. Cause that's been, I don't know if you guys heard about that, but that's been a big topic. Yeah. I saw that. Like they released some covers that weren't approved or something. Marvel. Well, Marvel didn't release anything. So the long story short is this guy named this guy who runs a company called black flag comics. To, ordered a bunch of uh, facsimiles of Ultimate Four, Fallout 4, the first appearance of Miles Morales that didn't okay. sell. And he had a variant cover, store variant cover done by an artist by the name of Clayton Crane that didn't sell. So he went and had um, a different cover, acetane cover made, and basically just stapled it over his other cover. So he had a new cover stapled over his store variants that he couldn't sell. And he sold them at C2E2 last week for ridiculous amounts of money. But there was a bunch of fuckery involved in it where supposedly people were cutting in line in like whatnot influencers and influencers like Comic Tom and all that were somehow brought into it. It's it's a lot of fuckery, but it wow. lit the comic world on, on, on fire. So, but, uh, but yeah, that's crazy. Mm hmm. And he just stapled them on the front. Added two more staples. So now I went from two to four staples. And he was selling them for wow. 80 bucks and they started to sell out. And he said, fuck that. I can make a nut here. And then started selling them for a hundred bucks. But yeah, it's, it's a lot of bullshit. I didn't want to talk about it. Cause like everybody who's anybody's talking about it to try and draw some views. And I was like, I don't, I'm, I'm tired of hearing about it. So is that considered like, business fraud like would it be like that's the debate is it considered counterfeiting or because it was not approved by marvel so therefore the argument is does that it doesn't make it a variant cover um it would make it a counterfeit book but oh well people are paying crazy amounts of money for it they still are even after it's known that it's oh yeah i saw one for like one was like twenty five hundred dollars, and then someone People put a wow. fake, a fake internet bit or a fake eBay bid on one for that much as well. So, what's wow. going to stop me from just getting the original one and then and then stapling my own foil cover over the top? Nothing. People aren't going to buy it, but who stupid. knows? It's just stupid. Yeah, hmm. it really is stupid. But um, yeah. So, anything exciting for you guys this week to kick off the show? Well, I'm I'm planning my vacation from my vacation, and then my vacation from the vacation's vacation. Yeah, it's a lot of vacation. So. 
<laughs> I wish I had that much vacation. I bought Resident Evil 2 on PlayStation. Ooh. Oh, nice. It's only yeah. 13 bucks at GameStop. I gave up on that game because I'm a freaking pansy. It was lie. too hard or too scary? It's it's creepy, man. I don't like scary games. <laughs> <laughs> that game that game's nothing. scary. Yeah, I'm not I'm not yeah. into it. But I I I was playing um Ghost Recon Breakpoint. That game got horrible reviews when it came out because it was a buggy nightmare, I guess. But I've been playing it with a couple of my friends lately. It's super fun when you play with a team. And the open world's massive and really pretty. And then <laughs> Spider-Man PC release came out today. So I was playing a little bit of that after work today. So it's been nice. Sixes. I haven't really played games lately. So it's been fun to play games again. Sixes, I'm going to draw on some 11 by 14 paper and staple it to a comic and say it's a variant. You can do that. Do it. But all right, what do you guys Ingenuity. say we get in to a little bit of geek news? I love Ooh. it. Look how yeah. fancy that was. Right? Sexy. Stepping our game up for all the fake accounts that just subscribed to us. <laughs> Let's see what we're all up to now. Fake subs. Uh, tonight we're gonna start. Yeah, tonight we're gonna start with Ezra Miller again because we can't get enough of Ezra. Everybody loves Ezra, right? Uh, I've Warner had Brothers. enough of Ezra. <laughs> you're you're tired of talking about those uh, laminates. I'm tired of talking about freaking Ezra Miller. This guy yeah. is driving me insane. Well, Warner Brothers is preparing three different outcomes for the future of the Flash movie, one involving Miller seeking professional help and then giving an interview at some point explaining their erratic behavior over the past few years. They would then do limited press for the Flash, which would still open in 2023. Another scenario would be that if Miller chose not to speak out, Warner Brothers would still release the film but not give Miller promoting promoting abilities so he wouldn't be out on the press promotion for the flash at all uh, with the rest of the cast or involved in future DC projects. A final strategy, which is considered by the studio as a last resort would involve outright killing the movie. If Miller Miller's behavior doesn't improve since Miller appears in almost every scene, it'd be too expensive to reshoot the film with a different actor. Uh, THR has noted that scrapping a $200 million film would be an unprecedented move but it's not entirely out of the realm since Warner Brothers Discovery shelved the $90 million Batgirl last month because of the merger. They would still have an option to write some of that off, so they would probably retain a little bit of that money, but not um, that much. And it also came out that he's been doing reshoots, or they, sorry, let's use the proper pronouns, Ezra Miller, they have been doing reshoots while he's been evading authorities. And he's also accused of grooming and running a cult. And then apparently there was some woman or a child living with him, and now they're missing it. it just <clears throat> all kinds of crazy. It just seems to cycle this dude. Ezra is nuts. I would, I would say go with option two. I don't know why the movie would need to be canceled because of this. I keep seeing some people clamor for that. And I'm like, okay, but I want to see the movie. Why do I not get to watch the movie because this guy or person is an idiot? You know what I mean? Like, I shouldn't have to not get to see a movie that I'm looking forward to. 
I don't know. Maybe that's me coming from if a place this... of entitlement, but yeah, I just I just don't get it. And I don't think he should be on the press tour, regardless of whether he gets help or not. I hope he does. He needs help. But I like option two here. Release the movie. Don't put him. Don't put Ezra on the press tour. Let's just see the movie, and then no more going forward. Get, get him out of there. Hartman says he Done. might have ate a person allegedly. Uh, that's, that's probably next week's Army news Hammer. story. That that's why I mentioned I'm tired of talking about him every week. It's something new, and I'm like I'm I'm tired of giving Ezra Miller more press. Not that we're like some massive channel, but still like. Hey, we're viral, dude. We Someone viral, needs to just. <laughs> we have half a K subscribers. <laughs> um, <laughs> Stick Boyd thinks Ezra's done after this movie. Grant Gustinson is going to step in. That's why they're ending his show. That's my theory. They're ending his show because that show has run its course. That, that show, show has went... sucked for the last four year, four or five years. Yeah, yeah that show so... probably went about three seasons too long. Yeah. So, I don't. I don't want him to be Flash in the movies. I liked him as Flash in the show, but I think you could get somebody better. Someone he, better. He looks Ezra like a television star. Like it, it just I don't know if I would if that jump makes sense. Like I don't know. It's not the kind of flash I want to see. Like it's too campy. It's too I don't know. I do like the dark the dark um motif that these movies have done maybe not so dark you know Zack snyder dark but these do feel a little bit more grounded than than that tv show dude i love the flash's portrayal and and um the extended cut Zack snyder's justice league like that that stuff was pretty cool yes yes Dick, i agree gustinson has been a fantastic flash but i just yeah. don't see him making that jump from the tv show to the movies like he yeah. just doesn't give that that movie portrayal of Flash that you know I think of anyways. But that's how yeah. I feel. He he has done a great job. But I also don't think Elliot Page is the the way to go either. No, I think for the most part that was people just joking around. I don't know if it was a joke. I think a lot of people were pretty serious about it, but I just don't I, I just honestly think they scrap everything in this universe. Like I don't think you're gonna get Knockman three. I don't think you'll get a, a Shazam three. I, I, I don't know about that. that. I don't. Unless I don't Black know about Shazam. Adam comes out and crushes it. Just yeah, I think that's what it hinges on because the whole thing is eventually Black Adam and Shazam are gonna cross, right? Like that's what I was Who assuming knows? the next movie would be, is the both of them. But I don't know. My thing is that so far. We had Michael Keaton was going to be involved with Batgirl canceled. Michael Keaton's involved with this one may get canceled. Something's happening with it. Michael Keaton was in Aquaman reshoots. Are, where it's Ben Affleck now. Yeah. Are we Michael Keaton's? We're never going to see him in the Cape and Cal again, I think. Um, that, that's another reason I don't want this movie canceled. Because I'm really looking forward to seeing Michael Keaton again. I think two hundred million dollars. It doesn't get shelved. I mean, they're, they'll recoup what maybe twenty, thirty million dollars in write-offs if they do, but that's not what this movie can make. And it's testing really good. Like the the test screenings are very, very promising. So, well, maybe that's what part of the reshoots are. Is they're like maybe they're already kind of reshooting Ezra Miller out of this universe no, and setting the too... stage for something else. That'd be do a you lot really of think he'd come and shoot those? No, reshoots? I just mean. I just mean like if you're shooting like a post-credit scene or a few things at the end of the movie that like 
you know, maybe what Ezra Miller does, like what the flash does in this movie just messes with the multiverse and just causes such a crazy conundrum that that's how they reset the DC universe. Like that could be the approach using this movie to reset everything. Well, it is flashpoint paradox, right? Mm-hmm. Which we were all kind of like the first flash movie and it's flashpoint paradox makes no sense, but I don't know if he would risk getting caught by authorities to come do reshoots for them just to write him out. Wouldn't he just tell him to go fuck off? Well, I'm surprised that they're allowing like it says in here. He's in every almost every shot of every scene of the movie. So you're going to essentially have to reshoot the entire movie. Yeah, that's not happening to get him out of there. Hartman says as a response, watch it or I'll come on your back. So I mean, there's some <laughs> freaking Hartman. <laughs> I, I mean, Kevin Spacey is a freaking awful person. He still had movies come out after his scandal, so I just don't see the need to like not release a movie because the actor is a bad well. Person. His None scandal, of them... although not good, isn't the same because he's well, he sexually con- abused people. Yeah, but he's not continually. Are continuously doing and it was it way now. in the past. Yeah, he's not like you don't hear something every week about this in different in multiple states because, I mean, he was arrested in Hawaii multiple times. He he now just got another like slap on him, um, for like caught on video doing something. I want to say it was abuse or some shit, but he got caught doing that. You know, you don't. Grooming children, kidnapping, leading a cult, at a con, right? Yeah, like that was the first thing. Supposedly leading a cult, like yeah, this dude, so, I don't know. Uh, taunting police on social media, saying that you live in a different time and you have a speed force to get away, and like it, it's just—I don't know. Are man, we gonna find out years from now that this is a Joaquin Phoenix thing, and this has all been uh, just uh, like his? His own like one man production. Yeah, his own one man production. I don't know if it's... Joaquin Phoenix was ever like arrested for shit. No, but he did no. go off the deep end, and... and everyone was like, "This guy's freaking nuts." Yeah, and he made a documentary about it, and I mean, he was committed to it. But I just think Ezra has just like totally gone. Yeah, I don't want to see this guy who has Flash. He's just uh, cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. I, I, want I wasn't a fan of this casting movie, when they first made it. I don't know. I guess I can see to an extent the idea of canceling now that we're talking about it. I still don't think they should, but you've got a superhero who's supposed to be a role model for kids, and now he's a groomer and a sexual abuser and a like a freaking serial criminal, whether they're misdemeanors or whatever, like he's got issues. And I, that's not a role model for kids. That's yeah, that's not a good role model. I I see it as Discovery is damned if they do, damned if they don't. True. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like no matter what situation comes out of this, they're going to catch heat from one side or the other. They they're going to catch heat from critics for canceling a 200 million dollar movie and a 90 90 million dollar movie because we saw how much heat they got for canceling Batgirl, right? Kevin Smith came out and blasted them for canceling a Latina led superhero movie so they're going to get heat from critics and people like us right for canceling it and then if they do come out with it they're going to get heat from these activist groups right and these these 
um, I'm trying to find a term that's not degrading, but the social justice warriors, right? Um, but I don't mean that in a degrading way. Does that make sense? Yeah. But like that side, you know what I mean? Of the people that think this dude shouldn't have a platform, which he shouldn't. I completely agree. He shouldn't have a platform, but solo, solo wookie. Nothing says hello, Ezra, like five years in a cell with a 350 man, 350 pound man named Bubba. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this dude's just fucked, man. But I don't I don't see a win-win situation anywhere here unless they were to reshoot the movie. But then they then they're screwed because how how much money would that cost? Probably hundred million dollars. Like that's that's a ton of production cost, and it would delay the release, and that would be crazy to reshoot the whole movie. I, I, there, that's not happening. No way. I mean, you got to consider though, like CGI is already done. Like they could just throw somebody else in there. Like I don't know. I, yeah, but that's every scene. Uh, you're reshooting the entire movie. I have no idea. Dude. Like I, I don't know. I'm just saying, like, no situation sounds like a good situation. Yeah. You, you, well, yeah, like Max said, you don't want to reshoot the entire movie. Like, it, I think you, you really either scrap it like they're talking about, or you roll the dice and see what happens. And, you know, either way, it's you recoup some of that money and, and see how it does in theaters, or you scrap it and, get a quarter if if that of your money back in write-offs from the merger but i just i think it's so far along it's already been this film has been just mirrored in controversy since it started like multiple directors leaving scripts not good enough it's been years and years and years in the making i think it was announced in 2016 like it's just been yeah you know what's really sad is is the Flash is one is one of, if not my favorite character in the DC universe. I love the Flash. Flashpoint Paradox, I still think, is like one of the best animated movies I've ever seen. I love um, that movie. Yeah, and um, the fact that this character just hasn't had his due, you know what I mean? Well, he's never gotten a film of his own. Yeah, I mean he's been he's been in these other spin-off films, right? Justice League and stuff, but those were all just okay. Justice League being the worst out of all of them. Had the TV show that went to shit about 4 or 5 years ago. And then the old one, the old Flash TV show was canceled after what, one season? Not even. Oh yeah, the one from the 90s. Yeah, and he's a pretty recognizable long. character, I would argue, in in DC Oh yeah, in DC Universe. I mean, he. I would. I, I would say, say after Superman, Batman. Character. Yeah, after Superman, Batman, and Wonder Woman, Flash is the most recognizable after those. And how many Superman movies have we had? How many Batman movies have we had? How many Wonder Woman, like successful Wonder Woman adaptations, have we had? One. Yeah. That's well, no, true. we had the TV show with with oh, um, Melinda Carter. That's true. Linda yeah. Carter. Yeah, that, that was a. That's yeah, true. but that was you said, I was thinking film. Some say one. Yeah, the Linda Carter TV show is an iconic terrible. TV show. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Um, but Wonder Woman, Batman, and Superman have had way more small screen or big screen success than the Flash has had. 
It's really yeah. a shame. If you I if mean, you look at the Justice League members, like it's it's not even close after Flash, who would be the most popular? Like Green Cyborg, Lantern. Green Lantern might be next. Like Aquaman and Cyborg are not that popular. Like they're becoming more popular now, but yeah, before the days of the changes the, they made to Aquaman. Yeah, yeah, but like Aquaman used to be the laughing stock of DC. <laughs> Your mom says replace him with Shia LaBeouf. Yeah, go from one train wreck to another. Oh, I thought, doesn't At Shia least... have his stuff together now? I thought he did. No. Uh, he's in trouble for like uh, abusing his ex girlfriend or something. Uh, yeah. Oh, I hadn't was heard it about that. FK Twigs? What's her name? Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Let's move on. I'm done looking at this dude's face. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> HBO Max says a source stated that Warner Brothers will now decide when to send its theatrical releases to streaming on HBO Max on a case by case basis, ending the strict 45 day window. This so, sucks, but I get it. I'm not surprised. No more going from theaters 45 days than being on HBO Max, which, yeah, it does suck because I liked the fact that. Nothing is worse than when there's a movie that you really like that releases in theaters and you would rather watch it at home. You go to the theater, but you'd rather watch it at home. You know you got 45 days if it's a Warner Brothers product like the Batman. Three-hour movie. I don't want to sit in those seats for three hours. Your butt falls asleep. I'd rather sit on my nice, comfortable couch. Does and Paramount or... still have their 45-day window? No, Top Gun Maverick still yeah. isn't in there. Yeah, Top Gun Maverick still has not been streaming i don't know if that's because it's the lawsuit that's going on with it or what but what lawsuit oh someone says they ripped it off yeah they didn't get permission to make it a sequel from the first one so i i thought it was just because tom cruise's contract said something about it couldn't be a 45 day window i i don't know dude i i mean i don't mind going to the theater for a movie more than once i saw batman three times in theaters i've watched it three times since it came to hbo max it's, Holy shit, dude! I love it so freaking much, but I here? I loved I loved really? this I loved this because I like to rewatch movies after their theatrical release, and uh, it was nice that after forty five days I got to. So I'm bummed out, but I'm not surprised. There's just some movies that get released specifically by Warner Brothers. So it's like, dude, I'm just I'm not gonna pay money to go see that. And that's probably yeah. why they're getting rid of this, so that you have to go see it in theaters if you want to go see it. Yeah, because you don't know. It could be six months before it comes to HBO Max. To be I honestly, I honestly think that all these movie studios have been griping about piracy for so long, right? That these kind of things actually like help fight piracy. You know what I mean? When's the last time you heard of somebody like downloading like torrents and like some big leak or something like that? Like I don't know. It, it is what it is. I don't know. I know people that still don't have an HBO Max subscription because they just torrent it all. But I'm with yeah. you. It's like if you only have to wait 45 days, you can get full good quality rather than having to watch a webcam or a super dumbed down like resolution version. But everyone's different. Which is funny that they came out and said this because the other article we talked about last week says in a year, HBO Max is going away anyways. Yeah, I don't believe. Yeah, that. but I mean, that's. I think that's the Warner Brothers the CEO has come out and said it. It's not a rumor. Yeah, that well, yeah, that it's going to merge into a new app with Discovery Plus. But yeah, I don't look at that as like going away. But which is which sucks because even though it's it's buggy at times, at least for me, and crashes, I, I like their interface. Like HBO Max is one of the better interfaces in the streaming services. 
Oh, I yeah, totally I, agree. I like I it agree. too. It's a little difficult, like to go and find like, like if I want to watch something in a specific category, it's a little cumbersome. But they are light years ahead of Amazon Prime. Yeah, See, Amazon Prime's a lot better than they used to be too. But yeah, they're they're not the best. And what's Hulu's your least favorite? Too. What's your least favorite interface? Uh, probably Paramount Plus. Agreed, by a lot. It's wait, mine is Amazon. Mine's Amazon. A- Amazon. Yeah, Amazon's just too cluttered. It's it's crazy. I have I have zero problems with the Paramount one. My biggest issue oh, with I Amazon so is problems. that like, all I want to do is go on Amazon Prime and figure out what is newly released for Amazon. Like, the, their newly released section has like movies from like ten years ago that they just got right. I just want to see what is Amazon content that's newly released, right? I, I feel like it's just so hard to sift through. And then they sprinkle in like, oh, this is for rent, you know, like this isn't part of the streaming service. Yeah. I like how Apple TV does it where you have Apple TV Plus and then you have Apple TV where you can actually go and rent shit. I know, like Apple split. TV Plus. They're, they're a fairly good one too. Yeah. But Prime and Hulu is just... A monster. Hulu's just ugly. Yeah, it navigates fairly well. It it runs well, but it's ugly. I hate the green. I don't. There's a lot about Hulu I don't like. Netflix still has a pretty decent one. Disney Plus and and Netflix have pretty good interfaces. My problem with Netflix. I know now. I'm getting in. Old man on his porch. Uh, My problem with Netflix is that sometimes, like when you're sifting through. Like you do it too quickly and you know how they play the trailers. Oh, I don't like that part of it. Sometimes I go like I'll, I'll sift through and I'm like, oh, that looked interesting. I want to go back and watch the trailer, but the trailer's not in the like you can't watch the trailer. So you can't get it to come back or they'll play like a clip of something that they got that looked really interesting, but you were flipping too fast. Or, I don't know. There's things about that that I would fix, too. I just don't like auto playing trailers. Sometimes I just put my remote down. And I don't, I don't want the trailer to run in the background. See, I like auto, I like auto playing tra- trailers with Netflix because that's how a lot of my, the stuff catches my attention. But yeah, I agree. I just, I don't know, man. I just, there's, I agree, kind of agree with you with Amazon. Like, I wish they their content was a little bit better laid out, and it was a little bit more clear on what is included in the in the you know the your package and what you have to pay for and what's extra and all that. It's just. There's so much. Apple TV is it's okay. It's a little bit better, but I have problems with like Apple TV crashing and stuff. So it's not. Uh, Apple it, TV it doesn't work with Roku that well. I agree with you there. You're making HBO me realize Netflix. I don't use Prime like ever, unless unless like a new The Boys episode or like a show that I watch has a new episode. That's the only time I go on. That's, Prime. Yeah, and that's about that's same. like up at the top, like in a banner. Yeah. Like it's so I don't I don't interact with the freaking app because I don't use it for anything else. But like there's sometimes when I'm like, okay, Anna, what do you want to watch? And we'll go like searching through the streaming apps. Netflix puts everything that was that's new right there. Yeah. Uh, Hulu does. Actually, Hulu is a little hard to find. Yeah. Top 10 list. It makes finding new content that you otherwise might have not. There's tons of times that I watch something on Netflix that I feel like nobody is talking about. And I'm like, oh, that was great. You know what I mean? Amazon, it's impossible to find anything. And then you can't cipher, you can't like sift through what's TV and what's movies. Like, like sometimes I click into something 
thinking it's a TV show and it's a movie. Like, I don't know. Amazon Prime's just the worst. Amazon bugs me too because 99% of all the movies are all four and a half out of five stars, no matter what. <laughs> I, don't even know why they, I don't even know why they bother with those anymore. Pornhub really is the best all around. <laughs> yeah, Wookie. Uh, so, oh man well my thing with paramount plus is i don't like how like when you're watching something and you come back to it it's like you can barely find like the recently watched and then like yeah if you've watched an episode like if you watch the series and you want to rewatch it how like it doesn't when you start it it doesn't go to like it it'll go to like the end of the second episode so if you watch like the first episode all the way through then it goes right where you left off in the second episode like to like the end of it and then i'll do the same thing for the third so you're constantly having to go into it, then rewind it to rewatch the episode. It, yeah. It's I also, the quality, it might take three to five minutes sometimes for like the image quality to actually catch up and look good for me a lot of the time on Paramount. And I also oh, I hate, issue. yeah, I hate that they play an ad before every single episode. That they're not, pisses the fuck they're out not of the me. Only, they're not the only one that does it, but I'm like, I'm paying for a service. Why are you putting ads in front of everything I watch? I don't care about this drag queen show or whatever you're advertising. I just want to watch Star Trek. And then they don't Can let you, leave you skip me alone it. about it. At least no. let you skip it. Ugh, and then they it. and then they play like it's not just that they'll play you an ad for a show that you probably have no interest in. Like I get it all the time. Like fucking yeah. reality shows and stuff. I have none of my search history shows that I would be into that. Then they play a little clip of what channel this is normally on like you get like a nickelodeon clip or a comedy central clip or something like that that you can't skip through either of them you're like dude i just want to watch the fucking movie dude i just want to get into this thing it pisses me off too i'm paying for it i shouldn't have to watch ads you want to advertise stuff on top like amazon prime does or on the side like roku does or whatever fine but yeah i hate that shit dude moving on sorry we're getting heated no still sticking (laughs) with the streaming Disney now has a total direct-to-consumer subscriber count of 221 million, which surpasses Netflix's 220.7 million subscribers as of July 2022. The Mouse House's total subscription count includes Disney Plus's 152.1 million, Hulu's 46.2 million, and ESPN Plus's 22.8 million. Congratulations! Yeah, so they're counting three Plus. streaming platforms. Yeah, yeah I, I didn't like, realize that. No, it's really, that. really, it's one fifty-two versus the two twenty on Netflix. Yeah, and how many I people? How, I agree. I'm, I'm trying to figure out how many people pay for just Disney Plus. You don't Me? have Hulu? No, uh, no. Isn't it like an extra four bucks? I don't. Ha- I don't do the Hulu or ESPN Plus package. I just do the straight Disney Plus. You, you can do yeah, just the. Uh, I know you can. I just, I was, I thought that that those numbers would have been closer. Verizon offers a nice bundle package for all three. Yeah, what is it? It's like sixteen bucks a month for all three, or it's twelve bucks a month for just Disney or something like that, isn't it? Well, it's like well, currently it's eight bucks a month for Disney, but they're increasing their price to uh, eleven in December. Yeah, yeah my, my price is only going up a dollar for all three. Brings us to a next story. The Walt Disney Company revealed that prices um, of its new ad support Disney Plus tier, the company announced today that its cheaper ad-supported tier will launch December 8th in the U.S. Disney Plus Basic, the new plan that will include ads, 
will run $7.99 per month. The current tier without ads, which currently um, carries the $7.99 per month tag, will rebrand as Disney Plus Premium and bump up to $10.99 a month. So that's going up $3. For those who elect to get Disney Plus Basic, they can expect about four minutes of ads per hour broken up into 15 to 30 second spots. No, thank you, man. Disney has oh, also, so mine's not changing at all. It says it's keeping its 1999 yeah. month price. Disney also announced that some price changes for uh, its other streaming services on October 10th. The prices for Hulu with ads will jump from $6.99 to $7.99, so that's going up a dollar per month. With the ad-free tier changing from $12.99 to $14.99, um, the Disney Plus bundle in the U.S., which includes Hulu with ads, Disney Plus without ads, and ESPN Plus, will increase um, a dollar to fourteen ninety nine per month. The premium version of the bundle, meanwhile, will keep its nineteen ninety nine a month uh, price plan. ESPN Plus will increase on August nineteenth from six ninety nine to ninety nine per month. August twenty third, okay. which means welcome back to the cable generation because. It's just like cable war. These fucking price services constantly go up. Yeah, but now I don't have to worry about fucking blackouts. That used to piss me off about cable. Yeah, and I, I'll tell you, I'm, I mean, I'm glad because I have the bundle too. I'm glad my price isn't going up. But like, there's still blackouts. Are you talking about like sports blackouts? Well, yeah, like Dish Network for like six months lost CBS. Direct TV. Yeah, so I, I have Direct lost TV. Something. And I, I just kind of have a basic sports thing. And because of that, on the ESPN Plus platform, there's some stuff I can't watch once in a while. Because it's on yeah, like ESPN oh, 7 yeah. or something. And I don't pay for ESPN 7. Or if it's like TV. a local game. Like I know with like DirecTV and the Sun, NFL Sunday. Oh, the ticket, NBA's worse. If it's too. a local game or it's a game that's on local TV in your area, they, they black it out. So you can't yeah, watch it. Yeah, I couldn't even watch service. Coyotes games on ESPN. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I guess Sports that- is a freaking scam. That's not so much what what I'm talking about. My issue is is that you buy Dish Network, you get this package of channels, and then they get into a contract dispute with like CBS or something. Oh, and they pull the channel. They pull the channel. So with that, you kind of are like signing in, knowing like, oh, you're not going to get local sports stuff because of this, or you're not. You know that prior to signing in. The other thing is too is that you're not in a contract. Like I can cancel YouTube TV anytime. I can cancel Hulu anytime. Like there's no contracts for any of these things. Dish freaking made me pay an early termination fee because I wanted CBS because I think they were getting Thursday night football at the time or something like that. That's what you get from with Dish and not DirecTV. Yep. Well, Dish, DirecTV <laughs> did the same thing. What did they lose? NBC, I think, for like um, a month? Uh, they lost Fox. the CW for a little while. I know that, but... It happens in streaming too, though. It's just different. Netflix lost, like, I don't remember. Like, they had a big Disney contract and then they lost it all. But so you can you leave without penalty. Yeah, yeah. It's better in that regard. But I'm just saying it still yeah. exists to an extent. C- content is constantly leaving the streaming services and contracts expire. And, you know, it, the it, only, it happens. I mean, the only thing I wish would go to an a la carte model is sports, like the NFL. I wish I could just buy the teams I want to watch. I didn't have to pay for the entire Sunday ticket. If I want to get it, if I could just get the a la carte teams, same with hockey, just get the a la carte teams that I want to or watch. Just pay per game, pay like five yeah. bucks to watch. A yeah. Game. Get, oh, get like pay per view, get the teams I want to watch instead of having to get all this crap that I don't want. 
Well, I got really excited because NBA League Pass was like 10 bucks through the playoffs. Come to find out, you can't watch any of your local team. Yeah, because it's on. You can only watch everything else. But the problem was, is it wasn't on local TV. It was on Valley Sports, which you could only get if you were like with Cox. Yeah, I don't like I don't like Valley Sports is okay. I take it back. Valley Sports has the worst interface (laughs) ever. Stick Boy says Lance was mad when Dish lost Nickelodeon, so he couldn't Absolutely. watch the SpongeBob halftime show. They lost Nickelodeon. No, I don't. I don't know. I don't have Dish. I have Directv. So Directv, I think, lost Fox for a short time because I think right. that's why I left Directv to go to Dish, or I might have left Directv and got YouTube. But there's also remember. problems with like Sling because I know during the NHL NHL playoffs, I'm watching. On Sling, so my direct TV is in my bedroom and my living room and my office. I have Sling, and so that's where I, I use the streaming part of it at. And so I'm streaming the the hockey. The, I think it was one of the Avalanche games, and during the playoffs, they cut off like the end of the game. Why? And it just it just ended. They don't like it doesn't extend. It just they cut it off before the end of the game. So oh, man, and it's done that a couple times in football games and stuff where it, it just start throwing shit. It just cuts off. So. I mean, but catch twenty-two. Lance throwing his kids off. across the room. He's like, "Fuck, well, screw this!" Picking up well, his baby and chucking her across the room. That's yeah. the catch twenty-two. Is I get pissed <laughs> off when local net- networks do that too. Like the NFL last year, I'm watching a Packers game. It went to overtime. It goes till almost the end of overtime, but they cut it off to go into the like the Cowboys game because of contractual obligations. So I'm just like. Fuck man, I miss the end of my game when the the Packers kicking a game winning field goal, and I had to watch the first half of the shitty Cowboys game, like because of contractual obligations. Like I don't want to do that. I want to watch the game. I want to watch, but don't you in have, its entirety? Don't you have NFL Sunday Ticket? Yeah, but it's part of the. It's still part of like the the TV right kind of contracting. Is that so? The way Sunday Ticket works, yeah, sports is for people that don't know is that it's like. You're just getting the games on Fox from a different market. So even if they're contractually obligated that at this time this game has to start, they have to cut to that game. Oh, that's bullshit. I didn't so realize it that just, Sunday ticket worked like that. I yeah. thought it was just like channels where you could go Green Bay Packers and this game. Mm-mm. You know what I mean? No, and it's just like you're it. just getting the Fox channel from that market. That's it. That's bullshit. How's that any different than me just using like a VPN saying I'm in Dallas and logging it's into really, it's really not. <laughs> yeah, but stick boys, I like to watch the entire game. I don't just want to watch people score. So if you're just watching it because you're wanting to watch your fantasy team rake it up and you just want to watch teams score, that's fine. But like, yeah, man, half the I time like you'll be stuck watching shit or yeah, half the time you'll be stuck watching a shitty game where like the Jaguars versus the Jets that you don't want to watch just because they're spending five hours in the red zone because both teams sucks and all they do is get penalties. Like, I completely agree, Matt. I, I, I had a Sunday ticket one year and I remember there was like a fast forward version or whatever. I liked that. If I, if I missed a game or if I wanted to watch another team that I liked, I could just watch the condensed version where it just did play after play after play. So I still got to see everything. I just didn't have to wait 30, 40 seconds between downs and timeouts and stuff. I forget who it was. It might've been Amazon or something. Like if I came into a game late, like say I missed the first quarter before I started it. Oh, it was YouTube. 
Yeah, YouTube, YouTube TV does lets that. you watch key plays and then brings you up to speed. Yeah, their key plays are sometimes not great, but yeah. it's better than nothing. So, but I agree. I don't like red. What Zone. I like on the direct TV remote is that 30 seconds skip forward, and that's literally between, you know, someone catches the ball, whatever the down, and the next snap. So you I can did watch, that a lot you know, a three hour football DVR game, game and not miss anything. Yeah, and you just push that button every time, and it's oh, it was see, Lance likes time. to hear the commentary, so he would not like that. Yeah, I like to hear what people see. I don't, say. I don't need to see a replay of a you know a missed pass that I just saw. Yeah, I guess I, there's sometimes that's what kind of annoys me definitely... about football is you, you watch three hours and it's literally about average eleven minutes of play time. It takes them. Three hours to broadcast eleven minutes. And a, a ton yeah, of commercials. And NFL four, has more yes. commercials than anything. Four yeah, fifteen-minute quarters, and it takes fucking like four hours for the game to go. Yeah, it's yeah, it's annoying. That's why. That's I why. Like that's DVR. why. I really, I Lance can't likes to watch them live. I got a DVR. Absolutely. Skip, skip. Skip. Yeah, it's funny. You your mentality changed though, because we used to have this thing for like three, four years. Lance and I would get together every Sunday night around seven or eight o'clock. And we'd watch the DVR version of the Cardinals game. We wouldn't check Facebook that day. We made sure that we didn't get spoiled. Yeah, it was too hard. And then, and then it like switched. And then one day, Lance is like, "Nope, I'll only watch it live." And now we only watch like one game a year together because I'm busy when the games are live. Yeah, no, it 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 was too hard to not look at your phone it, or get a text message from somebody's like, "Dude, yeah. did you see that play?" It definitely was annoying sometimes. I'd go to family dinner and people would spoil the game for me, and then that sucked. Or I, yeah, I'm really downsides. superstitious too. Like when certain teams playing, like I have my rituals and stuff. Mm -hmm. I have to watch the game. Yeah, live he doesn't. He doesn't change his underwear the whole season. <laughs> no, that's not true. Your that's poor gross. wife. My buddy. My buddy. He he's a big. Um, what's the the hockey team there in in Vegas? No, the, the Knights. Golden Knights. Golden Knights. Throughout the whole hockey season, he wears this one pair of socks and never washes them. Ugh. And then post I hope he pictures. wears flip flops most of the time. That's also a plot point in a Mighty Ducks movie. Yeah, he'll Is post it? pictures of his feet, out. and then the whole the team game. has to wear that. They wear the same socks, and they don't lose. Oh, that's so gross. Lance, are you sure you're not confusing us with Mighty? Ducks? No, I, that's the I, same dude, as like I'm the telling you, beard though, and you go through when it's hockey. Hockey season, he'll post a picture of his foot at the game just his foot wearing this sock and it looks so haggard and gross he probably got the idea from mighty ducks but i tell him all the time Maybe. dude i was like dude your athlete's foot must be just grotesque that's disgusting dude yeah that's so gross you don't think he washes it you think he just he says he doesn't wash them he says he doesn't wash them uh, i don't know man like it's just ugh. yeah i'm uh i'm not superstitious i don't respect the superstitions hardly at all I think they're mostly nonsense, but I, like well, I, I respect them. If Lance is superstitious about something, I will respect it. My thing is I have nonsense. to watch the game live. <laughs> I, I think it's nonsense, but I will like, well, you can't respect nonsense. Well, he's not going to come into my house, watch the game and be like, Lance, you're a fucking idiot. <laughs> yeah. That's what, what I mean. <laughs> yeah. Like if like he's, he's respectful, you tolerate it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So like he wants to wear a Jersey when he's watching the game. That's like one of his superstitions <laughs> or, or sometimes if I, if I wear the Jersey, they'll lose kind of a thing. Stumbling I'm not going to walk in the room and socks. say, take your shirt off. <laughs> I'm going to need to stiff these. There socks. has been times. It's like, 
we're doing really well. I'm like, shit, I'm not wearing my jersey, so I'll go and grab it. And then we start sucking. I'm like, fuck this jersey, and I'll take it off and I'll literally throw it across. Max has and seen Lance, it probably a hundred yes. times. Yes, and it's hilarious when we're watching a game and it's close because close games are fun. It sucks when you lose. You know, like the Packers versus the Cardinals last year when we were like six and zero, seven and zero, and then we lost our first game that season. It's a close game, great game. Because I was, but there. that, but that game, Lance was in the back of the room when we were watching it, just pacing. He just paces the whole, the back of the room watching the game. Then he leaves. Yeah, I get go, into it. Dude. He'll go into the kitchen and he's just like, he's like, I can't watch, man. I can't watch. And then he'll ask us to give him updates while he's in the kitchen. <laughs> like, oh, there's times where I start throwing shit, dude. Like I start getting mad. Like I get way too invested. I mean, there's times where I'm watching football games and Packers will be winning, and then Aaron will walk in the room, and then they start like the other team will score, but like you got to get out, you got to leave, go go somewhere else. But. I get really annoyed when it's, and Max knows this too, like it's halftime and I want to listen to like the commentary and somebody will mute the TV. I get really pissed too. Yeah. I'm like, oh, it's halftime. Let's play the new uh, game that came out for PlayStation. No, fuck that. I want to listen to what these guys that know more than I do have to <laughs> say. But all right, moving on. Uh, next in the news, so we got the third installment of Paramount's live action Sonic the Hedgehog franchise will release in theaters just in time for the holiday season on December 20th. 2024. Yeah, 2024 is going to be a big year for movies, man. What else? Is yeah, they're, that they're I releasing it a bit early. Normally they come out in spring. Now it's coming out holiday. Is Jim Carrey going to be in this one? Um, he says yet. he retired, is what he says. And the last movie ended, it kind of made it seem like he wouldn't come back, but I don't know, man. You can come back for enough money. Like I think anybody would. I'm this is like his first role that he's kids. had in years that it's actually been like notable. Big, yeah. You know, when's the last time he was in something that was like actually like pulling in actual money? Hartman says, "Wait, I thought he said he wasn't Jim Carrey." <laughs> you know? So what, Matt? Give me a quick snapshot of 2024. Fantastic Four is 2024, right? And there's some <laughs> other big Marvel projects coming out in 24. Avengers well, what movie, else like, is like Avengers movies are coming out 2024? Are they? I thought they were 25. Uh, isn't uh, I want to say isn't Kang Dynasty 2024? Yeah, maybe it is. Maybe I'm misremembering. I thought it was 25 for some reason. We talked about it enough. You oh, think we maybe. remember? Um, Mission Impossible 8 2024, Avatar Joker. 3 2024, Joker, yeah, Joker, A Quiet Place 3, uh, The Flash Part 2. Oh, wait. 2024. Uh, <laughs> Despicable Me 4, 2024. Yeah, Joker 2, 2024. Spider-Man. In, uh, Beyond the Spider-Verse is 2024. Fantastic Four is 2024. Uh, Thunderbolts is 2024. Wait, Beyond the Spider-Verse is 2024? Mm-hmm. That, well, and they had, part two. trailers in the theater in 2021. Three years ahead. Well, that's kind that's of the it's Well, that's, two, that's the sequel to the... yeah. That's two There's movies. One away. coming out in between. Them. Oh, oh, okay, okay. I thought this was part two, two into the Spider Verse. Quiet Apparently Place. A, yeah, Quiet Place Part. Uh, a Quiet Place Part One. Day One. Day One Part One. It's like a decoy. Oh God, uh, it's a prequel. Prequel. The Lord of the Wing and the Lord of the Rings: The War Lord of the um, Wings, baby. <laughs> Lord of the Wings. That's ish. Uh, the War for <laughs> Rohanim. 
Rohirrim? Wait, this Rohirrim is a movie? Is a Lord of the Rings movie? Are you fucking kidding me? There's a Spinal yeah, Tap sequel about? coming out? <laughs> That's what it says. It's, it's a listed Lord of the Rings movie, so... That's got to be like something small change. There's no way I wouldn't have heard, heard about that. Sure. There's it's a Spinal like Tap sequel coming out? Sure. I, why not? Sure. I don't know why that's a big deal. Is there? You don't... Dude, do you not know what Spinal Tap is? I do yeah. not. I know what Spinal Tap is. I knew Matt knew what Spinal Tap was. I figured Ish did. Spinal Tap, dude, is like the first real like mockumentary ever. Like without Spinal Tap, you wouldn't have The Office. You wouldn't have okay. any of that stuff. It's like the original. Dude, have you ever heard like Turn Your Amp Up to 11? That whole little. Yeah, this goes that. to 11. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's a band. It's a fictional band being interviewed. It's a Rob uh, Reiner movie. Yeah, it's Rob Reiner, and it has um, Neil. Uh, what's his fuck is his name? Christopher Guest. It, what's um, the guy from Be- Break uh, Better Call Saul? The brother that dies. Oh, um, uh, Michael McKean. Yeah, dude. Uh, Spinal Tap is like one of the greatest movies ever, dude. I love that fucking. Yeah, movie. I've never, uh, I've never seen those. That's cool though. Yeah. If they paved the way for the the mockumentary stuff, Best in Show was a really funny mockumentary. So, in the early 90s. yeah, would you say Captain it's probably American. the first one? I probably the first main. Yeah, I'm trying to think of ones before that, but it it's the first big one at least. Yeah, what were you saying, Matt? I uh, say Captain America: New World Order. It's 2024. Um, the Lord of the Rings. Uh, one's so Kang. So Kang is 2025 then. It is. That's May twenty five. And then and then FF I think might be twenty five then too. Doctor Seuss is a remake of the Cat in the Hat. Mm-hmm. Kung Fu Panda four. Oh, the Mad Max movie. Fur- Furiosa. How do you say that? With Anna Taylor Joy. Yep. Oh, that's twenty four. Okay. Which so when is the next uh, family movie coming out? Oh, um, is that next year? Fast and the Furious 10? Yeah. yeah. That's the last one, right? No, they're doing 11. Then it's the end. Oh, my gosh. Why don't you turn it up to 11? 10, yeah, that's next year, 2023. <laughs> Fast X. And and Fantastic Four, I'm pretty sure, is November of 2024. So, yeah, this is a loaded is year. Okay? This is a that's loaded pretty, year. I'm stoked for uh, Sonic, though. I loved Sonic 1 and 2, and... I'm okay if Jim Carrey's not in. I know Robotnik is like the classic Sonic villain, but I'd be fine if he's. Yeah, not but I mean, it's, I mean, it's got to move on eventually from they already Shadow. teased what your villain is going to be. Yeah, which movie. doesn't make a lot of sense to me. Why? Well, because like the idea is that Robotnik created. I can't remember the name of the, the Shadow. Sonic Shadow. Like Shadow. But he didn't know Sonic or a creature like him even existed until Sonic One. But yet Shadow was created before the events of Shadow One or Sonic. Dude, it's 1. a kids' movie. I know. I'm just saying it doesn't make a lot of sense. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Stick Boy. FFX, not ten. Same no, shit. FFX is Final Fantasy Ten. Don't disrespect. Uh, it's Final also. Yeah, I'm happy uh, for the Sonic TV news. channel. Because Sonic is good for business. It is coming in. Oh, we've sold so many. We sold uh, Sonic action figures. We're almost out of them. Sonic Pop comes in, gone. We sell more Sonic comic books than some Marvel and DC titles. I mean, there's the kids are really into Sonic. So it's hilarious because uh, 
when my wife and I, like probably our second Halloween into our marriage, we dressed up as uh, I was Sonic, Sonic and, and Amy. Yeah, and then uh, my daughter was uh, Tails, and every kid would walk by and go, "What are you?" Like they had no idea what I was. Anybody under the age of twelve had no idea what my costume was. Every adult, oh, dude, your costume's fucking awesome. Like I took a hula hoop and I sprayed it gold. You know what I mean? Like we. It was like, a great costume. Yeah. Yeah. Every kid under twelve had no idea. Now Sonic is like one of the biggest characters out there. Yep, and I'm I'm glad he is. I'm really. I glad. bet you more kids right now, like probably like that ten and under, could recognize Sonic before they could even recognize Mario. Oh, I think Super you know Mario's what I was just going to say. I I, I, I I was telling a kid I was like when I was young you had to kind of choose between Mario or Sonic because you couldn't have I couldn't afford both and he was like what's Mario? Yeah. Yeah, unless the kids, kids play video games, they would they're more likely to know Sonic. He's a he's a movie. You yeah. won't be hearing what's Mario in a in a, another year because once that Chris Pratt movie comes out. That's true. Oh, yeah, that's that's great. It's done by the despicable destroy me Sonic. Be... I don't know, man. I don't think it'll destroy Sonic. It's an but animated movie. No, I'm just You're kidding. Just the way have... Nintendo destroyed Sega Genesis, but yeah. Yeah. But Moving on, John Carlos Esposito confirms talks with Marvel, wants to play for Professor X, saying in an interview, I've been in a room with Marvel Studios and talked with them. I'm for it. <laughs> I would like to see him play Doom, but again, I'm tired of seeing him con- typecast as being a villain. He's a villain in Breaking Bad. He's a villain in the Far Cry games. He's a villain in Star Wars. I'd love to see him play. Yeah, that's true, the dude. Boys. You're saying you're you're for it. Just last week, where we you're talking about this, and you both, you and Max, were like, "Nope, I'm not for it. I want. I'd be no, more I'm, okay with him being Magneto, but I've no. always been for it, dude. I would rather see him play Doom. Even Hartman's calling you out in the chat. <laughs> I would rather him play Doom, but I'd be all right with him playing Professor X. Like, like you said, I'm. I don't want to see him typecast the, the bad guy and everything, but yeah, he's a bad guy in the Mandalorian. Yeah, like he's, he's a bad guy in everything. I and think he's great he's a, at it. Stay in your lane, Mr. Esposito. I okay. think he's a great Magneto. actor. Like he's a Magneto. theater actor. Like I think he's. I don't like him as Magneto. I've heard that quite a few times, and I'm I'm not. I don't, I don't love him for Magneto. I just don't. I just don't see him as Professor X. Like I really want them to do like, the typical you know Jewish, Magneto. I guess Jewish. I guess black people can be Jewish. Like that's fine, but like the old mag i don't know it just doesn't work nowadays like you wouldn't have someone who was a kid during the holocaust anymore unless they're you know 100 years old it doesn't really make a lot of sense yeah i i don't know i don't know i think he'll do great i think he'll do great now imagine the internet would break if you guys remember that (laughs) what was it instagram i sent you it's gonna be on a segue instead of a freaking Hartman. Uh, the Henry Cavill as Doctor Doom. If they announce that, I think the internet would break. I think it would be nuts, and I, I think I'm okay with it. I'm okay with it. He's young enough; he could play a good Doom for a long time. Yeah, I never <laughs> that that casting never, like, I it never even occurred to me. And then when I saw that picture, I was like, that could work. Same. It never occurred to me either. You know, the Captain Britain thing people say all the time. I'm like, yeah, that would work. Or Captain Britain's you know. just dumb. Yeah, nobody wants to see Captain Britain. 
Even British people, I don't think, want to see Captain America. <laughs> it's just dumb. It's a British version of Captain America. Like, why? It's just dumb. Maybe we can cast uh, Giancarlo Esposito as Elliot Page. I'd see that. <laughs> as Elliot Play- Page, as, as the Flash? <laughs> yes. <laughs> as the Flash, but in, a, in Professor X's wheelchair. It's like Nick Cage playing Nick Cage playing Nick Cage. No, I'm calling it now. It came out. The person in the Black Panther trailer in the suit, it's Giancarlo Esposito. Okay? <laughs> We're going to find <laughs> out he was uh, T'Challa's uncle, and now he's the new Black Panther. That's what it's going to be. Yeah, right. We can tell that uh, the person in that suit is much skinnier than Giancarlo Esposito. It's a woman. You can tell. Yeah. 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 I hope right, it's well. Angela Bassett. Coming up next, Ish's favorite topic, Star Trek. Most watch television show. Strange New Worlds. In an official release, Paramount announced that Star Trek Strange New Worlds has the strongest debut ever for a Star Trek series, setting a record as the most watched original series in the franchise over its 90 days. In addition to being a big hit in the United States, the series is also off to strong starts internationally, ranking one as one of the top most watched original series on Paramount Plus in the UK. It's a great show, dude. Like, even if you're not a fan of Star Wars, like, I think you could get it. Star, Star Wars? Star Trek. Yeah, I, Sorry. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Fuck. No. <laughs> uh, even if you're not a... F- is that is that your mom whistling in the background? No. What is that whistling? It's from That's Star the fucking Trek. Star Trek sound. Yeah. Who's doing it? Ish. It's, it's oh. Spock. Spock's doing it. <laughs> Uh, even if you're not a f- fan of Star Trek, like I think that this oh. is a good show. It's a good jumping so, on point. Yeah. I so I've I've never hated Star Trek. I've made the jokes, you know, because I'm a big Star Wars fan. But um, I know Ish hated them, but I liked the J.J. Abrams movies because I knew nothing about Star Trek, and I'm like, oh, this is cool. It's an introduction to the world. Some good action. I enjoyed them. Um, so I've been meaning to watch Star Trek Discovery for a long time because Ish has said for a while, watch the first two seasons of Discovery and then watch Strange New Worlds. And uh, so this week I watched season one. It's great, man. Star Trek's badass. They got some cool stuff in there. Yeah, but now you see how different the J.J. Abrams thing is, right? No, honestly. But Really? Yeah, it has the same vibe to me. But... Uh, like it's got a lot of action. It's got. A, oh, I'm not saying like the. Off. I'm not saying story. No, I'm not but it, yeah, no. There's there's all the science and stuff in that. And yeah, they, they even they made the JJ Abrams JJ. things way too many too much action. I haven't watched the JJ Abrams movies in like five or six years. I just the comparison. JJ Abrams from, movie. They come up with a thing. They just it's called Red Matter. No explanation. Red Matter can blow up a planet. Do anything. That's yeah. it. Here in Discovery, you've got this whole the whole spore drive. Yeah, there's all, a lot of and that and that it. is like today in you know contemporary cutting edge science too. That whole character, the head engineer Stamets, is based on an actual Doctor Stamets, who's totally into this whole, you know, the whole fungal network that's going on. Max so, I mean, has that, been taught. Oh, go ahead. So no, no, go ahead. Oh. Sorry. I, I just want to comment on Eric's thing. He said, didn't know anything about Star Trek. Did you grow up in America? Max has been taught for a long time. If you like Star Wars, you can't like the other. Uh, well, no, I watched Star Trek growing up. I I didn't, I shouldn't say I don't know anything about Star Trek. Like I knew, I watched more um, New Frontier than, than I did like. Um, What's that? 
Not New Frontier. You're talking about Next Generation. Next Generation. Next Generation. Whichever one Picard was in. I watched more of that show than I did of you know Captain Kirk because that that one was a little bit before my my time. But I've watched plenty of Star Trek growing up. I watched you know one or you know maybe one or two of the movies growing up. But my parents weren't nerds at all. They didn't introduce us to any of that stuff. Um, so I just watched what was you know reruns on TV every now and again. I liked it. I knew I knew enough about Star Trek to understand that they have these ships <laughs> and warp drives and stuff like that. But yeah, I, I, I'd heard of Star Trek. I knew a little bit, but I, I attached myself to Star Wars more because I like fantasy stuff and I just, you know, I liked it more. Why do I still I feel do like, it? Why do I feel like Eric's comment is, is uh, sarcastic? It probably <laughs> I guess I'm the it's, only one that it is only one here that doesn't like Star Trek. And I like I, it. I like it. I couldn't get through the first episode of Strange New Worlds before I'd turn it off because it was just bored. Like so I said, I, the first I started one's slow. I started season two of Star Trek Discovery today, and Anson Mount as a Pike I think is awesome. I yeah, it's a great I love character. the actor just in general, but I I love the way he's portraying the character. What do you think of the the uh, characters on the Discovery? I like them. Uh, Saru is interesting. Saru is amazing. Saru is already yeah. one of my favorites. Yeah. So, I would say Saru is probably one of my favorites, and then I like Michael Burnham a lot. I mean, she's the main character of the show. Um, is that the one from Walking Dead? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. yeah. And um, the some of the other characters, Michael Tilly. Burnham. Tilly's cool. She's really Tilly's funny fun. She has some pretty funny, really funny moments. Yeah, but there's not. I'm trying to think Captain of Captain Lorca. Others. He's kind of badass. I love Captain Lorca. I didn't. I was hoping for something different with his storyline, but I loved Captain Lorca. Uh, you know, Jason Isaacs is always, I love seeing Jason Isaacs and stuff. And then uh, who's the other one? Uh, the the boyfriend. I can't remember his name. Is Alex? And then the doctor. Yeah, there's a lot of cool characters in the show. I loved it, dude. I, I was watching this and I'm like, why haven't I watched this earlier? It came out in 2017. It's I should have watched this forever ago. Especially yeah, on I mean, Blu-ray. It looks stunning on Blu-ray. I believe you. Like, it looks good on, on the streaming, but like, it's a TV show and I can tell sometimes, but that's the case with any of these TV shows that are trying to do, you know, big effects. Unless, unless it's Marvel. No, Marvel Marvel's just as guilty. It. Marvel and Star Wars are just as guilty. Like Obi-Wan in the final episode when they're um, chasing the ship, it looked awful. awful. I, I feel like WandaVision looked like a movie. WandaVision looked really good and Falcon and the Winter Soldier looks pretty good, but their production quality... Loki looked pretty good, but some of their production quality has gone down. I, I've said it before. I'll say it again. She-Hulk looks. Oh well, yeah, but the movies have too. I mean, Thor was yeah. a travesty. Yeah, there was some bad CGI there. Yeah, yeah. but that's just that. I, but they, blind, they, I thought Thor looked good, but maybe I was like, oh, I thought Thor looked good overall. Like, one thing it looked good, but it, I mean, visually, it did, but there's a lot of scenes CGI wise that are really bad. There's a lot of really bad CGI in Thor: Love and Thunder. Like, yeah. yeah, but I then you, it comes out that you hear these, about uh, all the. Oh, go ahead, Ish. I was just uh, on on our headline here with the viewership. So, when Next Generation came out, late '80s, early '90s, it was actually the highest-rated syndicated show of all time, and I think it peaked at like 15 million viewers per episode. Star Trek Discovery, um, I think, apparently did like between 20 and 22 million per episode. So they were already doing better than the next gen, which was record-breaking audience. So now for them to say Strange New Worlds tops even that, like, 
That, those are impressive that's numbers. Just, that's just crazy to me. Like you know, most Next shows, Gen... most shows get like a million, two million at best. You know, in the, yeah. in the wide landscape of television. So to be getting like 20, 22, maybe twenty five million. That is, those are impressive numbers. That's a lot of viewers. I think it speaks to the strength of streaming, though. Too, I think people are preferring watching it on their own time as well. You know what I mean? But Next Gen was like that's a that's a pretty pivotal tv show as far as the history of television is concerned absolutely you know what i mean i mean next gen was i mean they made like what eight movies four four am i imagining some movies here <laughs> <laughs> but i mean like they made mo like you know movies off of it like big theatrical movies you know the walking dead can't even do that you know yeah walking dead was huge but i don't know like what is Sticks asking? We know that this series ends at the cage, right? Well, actually, Sticks, we don't know that now. There is there is a wrinkle. It's a wrinkle. I know exactly time. what he's talking about. It's, yeah, it's a nerd, it's a nerd alert. <laughs> All right, what's next? <laughs> what's that whistling? Is that your mom <laughs> whistling in the background? <laughs> I'm next Top Gun Maverick. After earning 662 million in ticket sales, Tom Cruise's Top Gun Maverick sales past Titanic is the seventh highest earning film at the domestic box office. Titanic grossed just over 600 million domestically. Uh, Maverick has also surpassed Titanic as Paramount's biggest film overhaul or overall. However, Titanic is still ahead of the Tom Cruise-led sequel outside of North America at 1.5 billion at the international box office and worldwide total of 2.2 billion uh, with 662 million under its belt. Maverick is fast approaching Marvel studios, Avengers infinity wars, which earned 678 million, making it the sixth highest earning domestic release ever. The top five domestic releases in case you were wondering ever include black Panther with 700 million avatar with 760 million Spider-Man, no way home with 804 million Avengers Endgame. Which is pulled in with 853 million in Star Wars: The Force Awakens, which sits at the number one spot with 936 million. And that was a shit movie. I don't know why so many people went and saw it. What? <laughs> whatever. We went and saw it twice, three times. What was a shit? I mean, that's movie? the most like multiple viewed oh, movie. Force ever. Awakens. Oh, Force Awakens. I was like, you know, whoa, 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 whoa. Hey, guess who's seeing Top Gun Top two Gun tomorrow movie. at 9:30 a.m. Have you not this seen it yet? I have not seen it. It, it's back in Dude. IMAX this weekend before oh. it goes streaming. So I was like, all right, this is my chance. I'm going to go see it in the actual big six You're story IMAX. The right decision. Arizona Mills, 9 30 tomorrow morning. It's a great my movie. Seat is right in the middle. But it's not, it's awesome. su it's so not surprising it. that this movie isn't doing as well internationally than it, than it is here. Yeah, it's definitely it's very it's an American. American movie. Yeah. yeah. And I don't, did they get. Were they able to play it in China? I think they said screw you to China. Yeah. I think China said screw you to them. Well, they China, I thought China said you need to remove some stuff, and they said no, we're not going oh, to. Oh, yeah. It's well, the, the number one movie in Taiwan. <laughs> Taiwan number one. <laughs> but uh China um and the sovereign nation of Taiwan. China as but far China as China doesn't box like to admit it just... concerned, China is the largest, I think, movie consumption country in the world isn't it like don't don't most of these movies make the majority of their money from china if they can get in there china yeah chinese movies like when you look at the worldwide box office right 
And then there'll be Chinese movies that are up there in like the top five, but their numbers are just Chinese numbers. And they're matching like, you know, just throwing a name out there, Endgame with international and domestic. But one movie in China can just match that, boom, just with the domestic numbers. Yeah, it's pretty pretty wild. Their audiences are huge. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, their population is massive. Massive. But for a little movie that could, that should have came out, Two years ago, it's it's still hanging around. It's got some staying power. Agent yeah. now banned in China for a movie. Yeah, for a so movie that was so announced, that, uh, and I said, "Why the fuck are they making this? It's doing same. pretty good." <laughs> yeah, so much yeah. so that Ish is finally getting around to go see it. <laughs> yeah, we we probably are now banned in China for you bringing up Taiwan, Ish. That's right. Good job, Ish. And I ju- I acknowledged that it's a legitimate nation. So you know what? Actually, this bad. is Taiwan is China. Number one. Mainland China is occupied China. That's the reality. Deep thoughts with the deep. You know what, oh, if yeah. you know your history, the Chi- the actual Chinese government escaped China and moved to Taiwan. And Taiwan has always been the seat of the actual Republic of China. Well, you know, Meanwhile, the, opinions... the mainland part got taken over by the communist army. And they've occupied it for what it's been 70, 80 years now. The opinions of Max and Ish do not reflect the opinions of the fellow cast members <laughs> of the Absolute Geek podcast. I don't even know what opinion I said. <laughs> uh, what I find funny is that um, when you said deep dives with the deep, Max, I just realized that we're missing a segment this week. What's that? What's Ish housing? Yeah, Ish isn't eating Whoa. this time. <laughs> All right, give me a second. His pizza, his pizza <laughs> that hasn't shown up yet. He's over here like, frick, I'm hungry. That's a good point. <laughs> <coughs> oh, man. Uh, moving on. We already talked about it a little bit, but DreamWorks oh, Animation I you were has joking. officially announced that the fourth theatrical entry in the Kung Fu Panda franchise um, will bow on May- March 8th, 2024. I had no idea they were on number four. I saw the first one. I liked it. I never watched another one. I, I thought you were like, joke like i didn't realize we were going to talk about this like i figured the <laughs> kung fu movie was coming out i didn't realize you made a slide yeah hell yeah kung fu panda my hell kids yeah, i don't even know if my kids know what kung fu panda is like we've ne- i've never shown it oh that's them. a good one though that's a, it's a good the first movie. one is good yeah first one's it's funny fun. no i like the first two that's about the first and i'm usually about... a jack black like sympathizer like i usually watch everything he comes out with but the Kung Fu Panda movies you? I've never gotten into. Even right. um, Gulliver's Travel. Was it Gulliver's Travels? Is that what it's called? Yes, it was Gulliver's Travels. Yeah, I even like that one. But Adam Scott will play a young Benjamin Parker who is depicted in most Spider-Man media as the husband of, Mary, of May Parker, the parental uncle and father figure to Peter Parker. No additional details have been revealed. A lot of the rumors that he's going to play an EMT that it works alongside of one of the Madam Webs. I think um, that's confirmed. So it's prior to Peter Parker ever existing, maybe. Yeah, it's like like Peter Parker is going to be a, like yeah, uh, just a happy little man in his his dad's pants or what? I don't know. <laughs> we got a hoagie. <laughs> <laughs> he's housing a sandwich 
Dude, all I know, dude, like, so I've never been a huge Adam Scott fan. There's a couple things he's come out with that I like. Is that uh, Subway, Jersey Mike's, or Quiznos, or uh, Ish's Jimmy Kitchen? John's. It's Jimmy John's. Oh. Not oh, my favorite. Oh my I did it because there's the a least of those. There's a drive through Our back parking lot got fucking flooded. I had to walk up to my ankles in water to get in my car. I'm like, I'm just hitting a drive through and getting a sandwich, and it was Jimmy John's. I like really Jimmy John's are just so um, fucking expensive. It's all right. it's are. Kind of... Jersey Mike's is my favorite anymore. Yes. And then I like Firehouse a lot. Firehouse yeah. is crazy expensive. Yeah, dude, the brisket. Yeah, the brisket, though, from the cheddar brisket sandwich from Firehouse is, oh. That's great. Oh, so good. Um, What was I saying? Oh, yeah, I've, ne- I've never been a huge fan of Adam Scott. I like a couple things, but have you guys watched severance i started it and then i decided <laughs> to be a good friend to ish and i watched star trek instead i severance it, got it is that's phenomenal. friendship yeah i got like 15 minutes into the first episode and shut it off dude, i've heard amazing it, things about it i want to watch it, it like you got to stick with it dude because each episode you're just so confused and then when it ties up all together it's oh dude it that's it's one of those no, I, I, I couldn't put it down. I finished it all in one day. I couldn't oh, stop I got, watching. Wow. I got involved with something with Logan, and I was like, I can't have this on in the background and not pay attention to it. Like, I feel like this is a show that I have to pay oh, attention yeah. to. Oh, so yeah. you got to pay attention to every word, dude. Like, normally, like, I have severe That's hard ADHD. for you, yeah. Yeah, I watched it, like, intently. Like, I was so into this show. So fucking good. <laughs> um, I heard about this show constantly on, like, the, on a video game group of all places. Every week, like there were people. Emmys. There were people in this group constantly posting, "Dude, you guys gotta watch this. You gotta watch this." It's been on my list ever since, but I just haven't gotten to it. It is so fucking but good. I I like Adam Scott, especially after last week when somebody in the chat said that they think I look like him, which I don't think is true at all. No, but other than the fact that I'm a white guy with a beard, but I appreciate that because I think Adam Scott's a handsome looking dude compared to me. So I Does anybody take else resemblance. And here, watch what we do in the shadows. No, no, I need to. I do. Max looks like a character you do ish. Yeah, Max looks like Colin Robinson. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Wait, with who? Who? I'm not gonna lie. Colin Robinson from what we do in the shadows. I'm looking him up. A bald guy? Yeah. I don't look like that guy. Yes, you do. <laughs> with just with a beard. Maybe a little. I don't think so. Maybe a I'm little. A, I'm insulted. I'm just kidding. I don't care. I don't think I look like him, but Max nah, dude, just like that guy with a beard. Yeah, you put a beard on it, and I think it's Max. I'll, I'll share my screen for the viewers here. I don't know. I don't. I've heard um that guy who was on. There you like, go. What about Earl? I think that I look more like that guy. Yeah, I don't. I don't see it. Yes, he plays a vampire in the in the show, dude. Put a beard on him, and that's you, Max. Just saying. <laughs> energy vampire. <laughs> he is an energy vampire. He, I've heard more people say I looked like this guy before he got ripped. I'm not going to claim the ripped version of the guy. Give me a second. Uh, Ethan. Ethan. Uh, Ethan Supley. The Rock. Yeah. No, no. Ethan <laughs> Supley is what I've heard a lot of people compare me to there's a certain picture that i think actually looks kind of like me but 
I don't know. I don't think I look like any celebrity. My dad used to get Jack Nicholson all the time. People thought he looked just like Jack Nicholson. But on another note, uh, coming in from the beautiful listeners, we have a new cover for Ish's new segment, World History with Ish. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, that's one of my specialties, no joke. I love history. Speaking of history, Matt, history and Jimmy John's. Do you guys remember the Absolute Geek Jimmy John's episode? Yes. Maybe like three years. It's one of like the first episodes I ever listened to. Is when the you one guys where Kyle was getting squirt. into it. Yeah, the one where Kyle and was And then something happened out of Jimmy. There was Jimmy a Johnson. Jimmy John's incident, and it just mm-hmm. like derailed the entire episode. Yeah, Kyle. Uh, classic, absolute key. Kyle had some conflict, as Kyle does, at a Jimmy John's, and he decided to tweet about it. And then some guy was tweeting back to him about, like every time Kyle would would shit on Jimmy John's, this dude would would praise something about Jimmy John's, and they were just going back and forth. Yeah, I remember. Was it a Jimmy John's employee? <laughs> no, no. It was People get troll. heated about their favorite restaurants, man. It was you just get into, trolling him. Well, you get into a freaking burger argument, you're gonna have the people coming out of the woodworks about what Jimmy a burger. Jimmy John's can out five guys. Come on, there. It's my wife's favorite by like a lot. She oh, loves Jimmy apologies. John's. Ugh. But I don't agree with her. So every time she wants to get sandwiches, I'm like, I don't want to go there. I like Jimmy John's. It's fine. But I'd rather go to Jersey Mike's. I'd rather go to Firehouse. Well, the fact it's that they call themselves gourmet here, but... sandwiches is a real slap in the face to intelligence. <laughs> I like how fast they you are. Know the definition of I'll the give them gourmet. that. Yes, TK. I agree. In and out is overrated. I love their burgers. Their fries kind of suck. I don't really like In and Out's fries much. Freddy's is a good combo for me of a fast food joint. They've got good Freddy's burgers and their gross. fries are great. Freddy's, Freddy's is The only thing I like at Freddy's is their chili cheese fries. But you like Culver's, and I don't really like Culver's. I love Culver's. Whoa, the only thing I get from Culver's is a good cod sandwich and uh cheese curds their cheese curds are pretty good it's a good bm and, That's what and their ice cream's good <laughs> hey sometimes you go to places just so you can have that the, the, you just go yeah, to you go there and you have eating, the pleasure of that good you're eating red meat you're eating custard and you're eating cheese curds <laughs> dude i i go There's to consequences i go to um i go to dunkin donuts just to get a good bm my problem with Freddy's oh, invaded by the Russian bots. That's all oh good. I, Dude, I HD, XYZ, best adult dating Wait, site. Wait, you deleted it before I could click. Yeah. <laughs> um, my issue with Freddy's is Your like, the meat is like paper thin. That's why you got to get at least double patty. Culver's is the same. It's nice. It's crispy. No. It's got, no, it's they got to make it crispy, though. When they don't crisp it, that's a travesty. Uh, my my family loves Freddy's. I think it's gross. They recently introduced chicken tenders at Freddy's. Those are they're actually really good there. Your tenders are excellent. I go. I'm hungry. Go to Canes for chicken tendies. Yeah, the their Canes is that's what they specialize in. And they are great. If I'm going someplace for chicken, it's Canes or Popeyes. That's it. Popeyes. Yeah, I'm not shiznit. A, I'm not into Popeyes at all. I love Popeyes, but Popeyes Canes, I'm I'm in. Popeyes is bland. Do they have good sauce? Because like, if I eat their chicken by itself, I'm like, I need sauce. Whereas. Ooh, that's the Freddy's ones. I don't even need sauce. They brought up a good, a good thing. So what if Ben's, what if Ben's Ben Riley Parker, not Uncle Ben? That so would be awesome for the non 
comic book reader like myself, who is that? He is a clone of Peter Parker. The Jackal oh. made several clones of Peter Parker, and there's this whole convoluted ass storyline where he thinks he's the real Peter Parker, and at one point, Peter Parker like thinks he's the clone, and it turns out that he's the real one, and Ben Riley's the clone. So Ben Riley takes up the mantle. He is Spider Man for a while. Then he takes up the mantle of Scarlet Spider, or not Scarlet Spider. Yeah, Scarlet Spider. Yeah, Scarlet Spider. Yeah. And um, then the Scarlet Spider later becomes Kane, an unstable clone of Peter Parker. So yeah, it's just this whole like giant convoluted storyline. I think it's more likely he's <laughs> Uncle Ben. But yeah, so Peter Parker's cool. gonna have to be like a baby then. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, is he though? Because I mean, what Peter Parker what? is, dude. That's that's him. <laughs> it's like I'm looking in a mirror. It's like we're looking in the mirror. There's two Maxes on the screen right now. I don't know which one is which. You know it's what? Like Kyle's on the show. I can't tell. I can see it now. Dance. I can see it now. I knew you would. <laughs> I, it was a tough finding a a beard clip art that I could just throw in there that was like yeah. your same color. See, I'm gonna pose like him. Let's see, holy shit, dude! <laughs> that's it. That, that's... <laughs> oh, oh, that's man. hilarious. Hartman says, "Has anyone ever said fuck Spider-Man? Give me more Star Trek talk." Mm. Ish, probably every day at the shop. You heard it here first. But you know, um, Marissa. So is this supposed to be Aunt MCU? May. If he's like, yeah, if he's like Marissa Tomei, Aunt May. Yeah, well, I mean, it's bad. Then you could have an older universe, Peter but... Parker. But you, I don't think this is going to take place in that same universe. This is Sony? No, no, no. I don't. Like, think it's so a Sony either. movie, but I don't think it's going to be connected to the MCU Spider-Man. I mean, we pretty much got the confirmation that Uncle Ben doesn't exist in the Marvel Cinematic, the MCU version of Spider-Man. That's not true because his monogram was on the uh, luggage. I feel like Madam yeah, Web but... is like I feel like it's connected, but it's not. Like Madam Web is going to be kind of like their Flashpoint paradox. You know what I mean? Where they can inter, they can have a whole bunch of different storylines playing simultaneously. You know what I mean? Well, I think Madam oh. Web is just their, their introduction to the Spider Verse that they want to build. That their 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 massive crossover that they want to undertake between. Spider-Man, Venom, and bringing all these other Spider-Men in, and yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm still wanting this Andrew Garfield Venom connection. Yeah, but I think that this has to happen first in order to get that. Does that make sense? I mean, does it if they already exist in the same universe? I guess I don't know, but maybe they don't. So, can can someone give me a quick Madam Web 101? I can't. The only thing I've watched with Madam Web was back in like the '90s with the uh, Spider-Man cartoon and it's been so long i don't really remember anything like what's her deal you should remember it all from the, the cartoon man i don't <laughs> you don't have to give me one i'm just if there's other listeners like me that aren't as familiar with madam web i just figured i'd ask i mean you guys gotta gotta watch you can rewatch the tv show on disney plus well i, I okay i was already you don't know how to that. explain it man huh? do you not know how to explain it um so she's a character that's sort of like a, a fortune teller she's connected to a life support system uh that resembles a spider web she's kind of like the all-seeing all-eye like protecting uh, protector of um like the 
can't remember what they call the web that what's the what's it that they call the web that she protects ish my oh the web that she protects yeah she's she's like sandwich he can't talk right now yeah i can't think of like the name of like what she what it is she protects um what's up lopez but uh yeah she's kind of like a a future seeker or well she kind of sees the future um it's been a long time since i've really character yeah. yeah, I mean, it's like, I mean, you don't. I'm using you like a comics encyclopedia. It's not like you have to know everything about every character. Web of lies. <laughs> uh, yeah, she's this mutant oh. who possesses psychic sensory powers, including telepathy, clairvoyancy, uh, and the ability to sense the presence of powers and others. She can also perform psychic surgery and appear to others in spirit astral form as she's gifted in. A gifted intellect um but she i can't remember the fucking name of the web like what they yeah, call I'm trying the to web find it i can't find it if it wasn't housing a sandwich right now if anybody in the chat can rem- drop it but yes hartman meanwhile batgirl is canceled oh, yeah when i heard this movie was announced i'm like wait what why all I know is Sydney Sweeney's in it, and I'm here for it. Yeah, I she is ugly. A... Oh, dude, she's got dude, two little bitties, but her face. Are you is fucking? Are you straight? I'm very straight. I've okay. seen her naked in Euphoria, and as well as 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 good as her body looks, she just always looks like she's tired. She always <laughs> looks like she's tired or she's bored. I think she's a better looking version of um, what was the girl from Mean Girls? Oh, um, oh, I like. I think Amanda Stafford. Yeah, Amanda Seyfried. She's. I think she's beautiful. Yeah, I think I like the bug eyes look. I never saw it, but I think I think yeah, Sydney Sweeney, dude. Yeah, she's hot, dude. Yeah, she's beautiful. It depends though, because there was that show um, on Hulu, The Handmaid's Tale. That's the where I first saw her, and they make her look so young. I thought she was fourteen years old. And then I saw her again. I'm like, oh no, she is not 14 years old. Ish is finally she back. Is do, you, do you know the answer to, to what I was looking for? Ish? What was that? The name of the web. What do they call the the web that Madam Web protects? The like spiritual web of all the universes. I'm sure there's somebody screaming it at me right now and I just can't believe it. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's interesting. I don't know. Hopefully the movie's good. Maybe they can make something really cool by introducing Madam Web. Well, I mean, it's like the first connection to alternate universes and alternate timelines and alternate realities and future seeking. And to- um, is it? Well, I know that the Spider Men are totems, the Spider Totems, and that's what like um kicks off the Spider Verse stuff. But I don't, it, well, I don't think that's what the destiny? The web is called the, the, the great web. Called the web of life and destiny. Is it the great web? Uh, that's what I'm reading from Nerdist. The web of life and destiny. I just said that. Yeah, I know. I was just reaffirming what you said. <laughs> <laughs> the great web is a three-dimensional construct in a five-dimensional space with which acts as a model of Marvel's entire multiverse. 
There you go. Is what enables certain individuals to travel from one reality to the other. Spider-Man, the Spider-Woman, Madam Web, and other arachnid-powered characters from across the multiverse ultimately draw upon the web of life to access their spider power. So it's basically the Speed Force. I I think they call it someone else, something else. So that's just, that's just what the Nerdist says here. So it could be something else. I don't know. The names change for shit all the time too. So this could be yeah, like what it was called most recently, but it, it's essentially got, the Speed Force. Kinda. We got this covered. Headline says rumored Madam Web plot sounds insane, but also kind of awesome. What's what's the rumored plot? That it's getting canceled. That sounds awesome. Why you don't want to get spoiled? No, I just. I just Where like is headlines. that at? I don't care about the contents. I just like headlines. Where where was that at? Ish. Um, we got this covered. Oh, don't, oh yeah. Don't the, 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 the stuff I'm seeing <laughs> is that like we're gonna have we're gonna have two spider women in it. And you've yeah, got, let's strike that. It's be all sorts of conversation right now. Well, yeah, Olivia Wilde's doing the Spider Woman movie, so obviously that's probably gonna tie into it somehow. Yeah, we'll see so, what. It is. But move on. DC, DC fans are bracing themselves after the cancellation of Supergirl and Batgirl. Now um, DC fans are bracing themselves to bid farewell to Doom Patrol and Titans after Fuck recent buzz of the two automatic Max HBO Max unsubscribe. Automatic unsubscribe. You're not getting my money anymore. This would piss me off, dude. I'd I just recently started getting into Titans. Like I thought it was yeah, shitty the first two seasons. Yeah, Season and three Doom Titan Patrol really good. Yeah, I remember us talking about it. Like I, I never even wanted to give it a shot when it started on whatever DC's universe or whatever it was called. Yeah, people saw the whole F Batman thing and they're like, "This is too dark. This is more Snyderverse stuff." And it was dark. Yeah, but it, it's it's brightened up a lot. Doom Patrol fell off though. The first season was amazing. The second oh, season, not so much. And then uh, yeah. they've done a third season, didn't they? Do a third season already? Or maybe yeah. it's the third season that was not that great. This latest two and three one, weren't as good. Yeah, season the latest... one was like magic. It was a five out of five. Well, it's Alan so Tudyk, dude. You yes. put Alan Tudyk in anything, it's going to be fucking good. Yeah, I totally agree. Yeah. I don't. I know Titans has their fourth season coming up soon. I know there's another season of Doom Patrol, so hopefully they both do very very well and they don't get canceled at Disney at uh, sorry Disney at hbo max um i know like peacemaker is safe there's a few of the current dc shows that and projects that are safe like peacemaker so hopefully titans is one of those as well as doom patrol as they don't really fit into that realm of the snyderverse they're kind of out of that realm and on on their own plane so um hopefully they are safe in dc and or washington dc but warner's discovery sees the uh the potential they have there well and i feel like these two shows fit in better with peacemaker than anything else that's come out yeah i agree like you i i think you could incorporate these two shows into that universe no problem yeah like brendan fraser dude like does discovery just hate brendan fraser is that what it is (laughs) cancel the batgirl movie then they may cancel doom patrol brendan fraser dude like that guy's awesome he is shit on constantly so he makes one shitty George of the, the Jungle movie. 
I love George of the Jungle. Oh, that movie's bad. I grew up on <laughs> it is, but I grew up on that thing. I what was it. the other one? Dudley Do Right. Yep. I don't remember that one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was from the, it's from man. that same universe. George of the or Jungle Man. Oh, 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 I I heard a little rumor that there may be an Encino Man sequel coming. That's been a rumor for years, dude. Well, Sean Astin said that something's currently being written. Well, they got to do it before Paulie Shore just doesn't exist anymore. Yeah, he's starting to look more like Richard Simmons than he does Paulie Shore. <laughs> yes, he is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, but. So, all right, what's next? Yes, it is that time where that we review. the fuck out of me, dude. <laughs> me too, dude. I literally jumped. Where we like, review what the fuck is happening? Movies and shows. <laughs> and we're going to start off by rev- our review of the uh was it five episode uh I am Groot six 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 minutes each episode. Yeah. Um, Disney really makes you hunt for these on their platform. Yeah, cuz they're just a bunch of shorts. I didn't I don't like the way they did it. It was hard to find them all. I only watched two yeah, of them. Why not like, make it a TV show? You could go to Groot and then watch them all in succession. You have to go fucking hunt for these things. Yeah, you do. I like I mean, I really liked I am Groot. I thought they were adorable. Um they're funny. Olivia, my youngest, thought it was the greatest thing ever. She's yeah, watched that, Yeah, that's why I put it on. James sat next to me and was just he yeah. loved it. But then as soon as they were over, we started watching Bluey season three, and that was way better. <laughs> Bluey is phenomenal. I love Bluey. <laughs> but I Bandit's like the dad I aspire to be. <laughs> uh, this was good, man. It, I felt like I watched it in like less than 30 minutes. <laughs> well, yeah. But like, I it like... wasn't... Go ahead. No, go ahead. No, go ahead. No, I was just saying it, it was not what I was expecting in the least i say i liked getting to see like the the group become like almost like a god to these little people that he found on a rock and then he accidentally like smashes them and they all start attacking him yeah it kind of reminds me of that episode of futurama where bender's floating through space and he finds out that he's got a life underneath him and uh they like revolt against him i like the episode where he he builds a bomb in the, the guardian ship and rocket yells at him and it's just it's really i like the episode where he finds his legs again and gets pissed off because another plant gets put in his spot like i just thought it was really cute i have no idea what bluey is oh dude you'll find out man when logan's a little bit older bluey, i don't know bluey either bluey may be bluey's awesome yeah bluey is is so good. it's on, on disney, disney plus, plus. Oh, it's an australian why. it's an australian cartoon the season three just dropped like Bluey is aw- dude. I find myself for cracking what, up. For what age range? For for younger, like probably under, yeah. like five, six. We started watching it with James when he was six months old, and he liked it. Yeah, yeah okay. it's it's like zero to five. Yeah, probably. I'm you okay. watch a zero to five. My kid likes plus, plus Lance. <laughs> my kid well, like My Little Pony and Simple Songs. So I'm. That's all right with me. Well, the thing with Bluey is that I've never talked to a parent that was annoyed with that show. Yeah, it it's like the one show that all parents are like, 
my kid likes it and I don't mind it being on. I like it because it shows the. I'm getting tired like, of Octonauts, so I think we need a new show. Yeah, give Dude, us a Dude, watch Bluey. Octonauts is garbage. It's <laughs> that, it's funny. That's, that's annoying. Yeah, I don't know what show time. is really annoying is Blippy. Mm. Yes, I'm so grateful. My Agreed. Bluey, my kids transitioned from Blippy to Bluey, and I couldn't be happier. <laughs> yeah, Blippy is that guy. That guy, I watched that show. I was like, this guy has to be a pedophile. Has to be something's <laughs> off about him. He's creepy, but the yeah. kids like watching him. And then my, my daughter fixed by the Wiggles. Oh yeah, Blippy's a lot like the Wiggles. I would say oh, less man. singing he and is. dancing. He'll, he'll be eating and he'll just hold the and just watch and won't bite into his food and just sit there like that for a half hour. I remember being at a restaurant and my daughter was like upset about something, and I give her the phone. I say, "Here, watch Blippy," so I eat my food right. And they just changed like the actor that plays Blippy because the main Blippy guy was like doing like a road show or something. So the Blippy guy was different. And to me, I thought it was the same guy until I looked closer. My daughter realized instantly through the biggest fit because they changed Blippy. That ugh, I'm so grateful that hasn't been on in my house in a while. But Bluey, dude, my daughters walk out of the room while it's playing and I find myself watching like four or five episodes by myself. <laughs> they're like they're like eight minutes a piece they're short yeah they're those it's just it's parents playing with their kids that's pretty much what the show is they're all dogs and they just it's just make-believe games and it's it's oh, no. cute my, fun no my kid's gonna watch avatar the last airbender x-men the animated series the original ninja turtles series good, good luck buddy that's good yeah I james said all absolutely loves spidey and his amazing friends so i tried to put on the animated series of spider-man after about 10 minutes he was done with that. It's like, no, this is this isn't yeah. little kid enough. Nah. <laughs> there will not be any of that shit in my house. My daughter is gonna my daughter has been bestowed with a badass name for a reason. She's gonna watch grow up consuming badass content. You I hope that see. works. I hope it works for you. You will see. My daughter, I thought all these things, like I'm gonna show her this, I'm gonna show her that. She thinks I'm the lamest person in the world, dude. She's right. <laughs> She's not wrong. I mean, if he doesn't show his kid any of the other stuff, maybe it'll work. They'll find it. Oh, it's going to yeah. work. Yeah, even Darth Lopez. I've tried. It doesn't work, Matt. You'll see, dude. You <laughs> I'm going to show see. you all wrong. I'm, I'm trying to give wrong. Matt hope. I'm I'm rooting for you, buddy. Take it from a seasoned veteran. Don't get your hopes up, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> and I say, keep up hope. Fight the fight. But I've all Lance has done four more than me, so <laughs> yeah. Although my daughter's into some of the music I like, and that's been awesome. Yeah, you went to the MXPX yeah. show with you, and yeah, she loved it. She's screaming at the top of her lungs these songs, like it was great. My daughter's into Kid Rock. I'm sorry, <laughs> dude. We're, we've been sleep training her. And she's just been going wild and put on that uh, Kid Rocks and Cheryl Crow picture song came on and instantly she like calmed down and went to sleep. Isn't it now, weird? Every time she's asleep, we put it on and she stays asleep. It's it's, it's weird, insane. dude. I used to get my kids to go to sleep by playing scary kids, scary kids at full blast. What? We yeah, have it, a we have a Disney lullabies playlist that we play every night for him. He loves it, but it's a traditional what you would go to sleep to kind of music. Well, I'm telling you, dude. Now my kids can sleep through a freaking thunderstorm after that. Yeah, yeah, they love it. 
Yeah. Currently, My Lance, when you say full hit. blast, did you have it turned up to 11? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, but isn't that the same as 10? But this says 11. <laughs> <laughs> it's one more. It's one more it's than 10, 10. plus oh, one. Love that fucking movie. <laughs> uh, a girl I went to high school with turned me on to Twinkle Twinkle Little Rock Star. And so they're like rock songs done for like, like lullaby. So like they have like the Star Wars theme and oh and yeah. Stuff, so there's another one, Rock uh Rockabye. Yeah, we did that too. Uh, they have like a whole like the, all of Nirvana's Nevermind done as lullaby songs. Mm-hmm. All of Green Day done by lullaby <laughs> songs. Yeah, my kids like that. But, but yeah, I mean, I would say check out. I think I am Groot was worth it. It was cute and fun, and like I said, there's five six minute episodes. It doesn't take a lot out of your day no. to watch. Um, but I I enjoyed it. It was a nice little uh, little, I guess break yeah or filler till whenever the next star wars or marvel's tv show starts so. next week what's she next hope, week she hope she comes hope. out next week oh. doesn't it on the 18th. my thing is is that like they kept saying like they they put this on their freaking um infographic at at the comic-con and stuff that it was coming out like big mcu made it seem like this like an event thing that was coming but it's really they're more like one shots, like but yeah, they don't like the, have they anything do with, like, to do with with the. I wouldn't even call it a TV show. Well, they do no, it with the not. Simpsons too. There's like Simpsons shorts, uh, for Maggie and all that kind of stuff. So it rem- yeah, it reminds me of like Toy Story has these all these little yeah. shorts. It's just it's just for fun. They probably shouldn't have announced it like or made it. Marvel seem has like a bunch on Disney Plus, little like Ant Man. All the Avenger characters have little short movies on Disney Plus. Are you talking about like Hail the King and, and like those one shots? No, no, like anime. Well, they have those, but um, they have little animated shorts. I didn't know that. Yeah, I don't think I've seen those. They're there. Yeah, but they never announced those at Comic Con. I don't think they're MCU related. They're just like. Animated well, I think they movies. announced I Am Groot because everyone went wild for Baby Groot. So. It's just like you're getting to see Baby Groot's adventures, you know. It's it's e- it's yeah. easy marketing for yeah, but yeah. we'll get into something a little bit darker in Sandman. This show's awesome. Max, have you watched this yet? Not yet. Uh, it's have you watched it? this yet? Nope. Whew. It is disturbing. Some of it, like to, there are a couple of Max. You know, I'm way into horror and stuff, dude. And we we should go spoiler free, right, Matt? for yeah, the sake of fun. max and ish but uh you know care. i'm super you know i'm super into horror and everything max episode five was that the restaurant episode matt the uh, it's five or six i want to say it might be five it's one of the most disturbing things i've ever seen like it, it was fucked up i saw a clip where him and lucifer are like fighting Saying that I am this thing, I am that thing. It's this is a very artsy type of show. It feels like, which isn't a bad yeah. thing. It's different. It is. It's shot really well. It's very stunning to look at. It does this yeah. like um, I don't want to call it like a fish fisheye type shot, but like the top half of the screen is like kind of elongated, so it gives you kind of like this dreamy look 
to it. So their heads seem kind of like big. It's really weird how they shot this thing, like almost through like a fishbowl. Does that make sense? Like a through a piece mm. of glass or something. I mean, it does, and, but I'd have to see it to. Yeah, it, you'll notice it once once you see it. Like it looks really weird, and it makes it look like it's in a dream the whole time. Like it's very interesting. Um, and his, which is the point, right? That's Sandman. Yeah. yeah. And his his performance is really good. I don't know who this guy is. Was he in? Is he in anything else that I would know? Um, not sure. But uh, it's very good. And dude, it's it's that restaurant episode, dude. That I watched that the whole time, like with my hand over my mouth. I was like, "Are you fuck?" Like, it would have been hard. R, I think. Like, if this was like a theater thing very good i hope i hope season two comes out and there's the characters in this are just demented it's reminds me like i don't want to say it reminds me it definitely was a good filler for like like supernatural ended a couple years ago and then lucifer was more comical and stuff both those are more comical than this but like that dark type show like with demonic you know evil stuff that hasn't really been there hasn't been really a replacement for those after they left right and i kind of yeah. felt like this was it eric williams said should read the comic issue for the restaurant episode it's even yeah better. i heard they tamed it down for the show really yeah it got me interested this is not a character that was on my radar whatsoever and because of the show i want to go read the book or the books plural it got me excited enough to read those. He said comics. Sandman issue six. Yeah. Um, I the first episode was a little tough to get through, uh, but by the end of it I was I was hooked and I but I didn't binge the show. It took me a couple of days to watch it. But I really it sounds like, like binging to me. No, like for me, dude, binging is like I'll watch an entire season of Stranger Things in one sitting. Like or oh, you know, normally that. one show in one sitting. I don't break it up. But this I did. I broke it up over like a weekend, um, but I I enjoyed it. Like I enjoyed it tremendously, and there was a lot of stuff in this. Um, like there's an episode that deals with his sister death, and like there's a lot of stuff in that episode that, that this is like episode. the first show that really like made me uncomfortable at times with some of the things it deals with and some of the things it like dives into because it definitely dives into. Have you watched The Office? That show makes you uncomfortable constantly. (laughs) Like I'm talking like this show dives into people's like dreams and nightmares. So there's stuff with like, you know, there's stuff that hints at like pedophilia and all kinds of like just deep, nasty shit. Like there's like a whole scene where it's like they're at a, a serial killer convention called Serial, the serial convention. So you know, and people are like, oh, they make the joke of, well, well, you know, why isn't there serial? Why aren't kids allowed at the serial convention? Or why isn't there serial at the serial convention? Because it's for a serial killer. Um, you know, people who are got a serial killer. They have like fetish, keynote but... speakers at this thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And they all go wow. by Fucked their up, serial dude. killer <laughs> name instead of their real name. And yeah, it's there. There's time. This is probably the first show that's really had content that has just made me feel uncomfortable a little uneasy but it, 
yeah, but it was still it was a very well done. It was visually stunning. The acting in it is fantastic. Yeah, um, I wouldn't say there's a weak point at all as far as the performances are concerned, would you? No, no, I don't think so at all. I just think, like I said, the first episode, it takes like two episodes to really get going. Yeah, the first two episodes were, were in fact, the second episode, it took me like two or three sittings to like get through it. And then as soon as the second episode was done, I was hooked. Like, it, I don't know. The Corinthian dude might be one of the best villains ever. And I How hear much? that in the future, it only goes up. Like, some of the other villains they're going to be introducing, like, are even more crazy. Is that the dude with uh, mouths instead of eyes? Like, his eyes are yeah. yeah. Yeah, the Corinthian. Yeah, he's, dude, that guy. That How many episodes awesome. is in this season then? Ten. Nine? Ten. No, it's ten. Okay. Like Some an of them hour are, piece. no, um, like one episode was 30 minutes. They're usually between 45 to 30 minutes, depending on the episode. But okay, I think the final episode was an hour, but like episode nine felt really long. I wonder how long episode nine is, <coughs> but it was super good. I, I, like I said, I really, really enjoyed it. You should check it out, Hartman. Both but. Ish and Max, you guys should watch it. Like, I, I yeah, I'm, go, I'm going to. I just, I'm not going to have time for a week or so. I'll watch yeah, it if Matt watch watches it. Star Trek. Oh, you're killing me, Ish. Do you said Sandman board, yeah. one started off tough, but you stuck through it. But it was but still was Star Trek. It still had interesting undertones where Star Trek just it bores me to tears. It makes me want to go to sleep. Yeah, especially the way Spock talks like this, where he's just unimpressed with anything. It's I don't like think having he a does conversation that in the show. Does. I felt like he was more human in the Strange New Worlds than than other iterations I've seen. But whatever. Uh, the first episode's fifty four minutes. The second episode's thirty seven minutes, and it's forty five, forty five, fifty four, fifty three, fifty four, fifty, forty eight, and forty six. Okay, so they're pretty much hour long episodes, like traditional hour long on TV with commercials. You know, what's the second one? Why was that one? Imperfect hopes. But... Oh, oh, I know which one that is. Yeah, it's good, dude. Like, very inventive, very original. Well, I say original; it's an adaptation, but. Um, and, I I, and from my I understanding, it. it's like the most comic book accurate adaptation of a superhero project yet. Like uh, they uh, didn't really deviate much from the comic. Yeah, I've heard some people say that this. A lot of a lot of uh, producers and things have said that the Sandman is not possible to be translated to screen. It's just you can't do it. And then this show comes out and seems to have proven that wrong. Well, Joseph, I mean, remember Joseph Gordon-Levitt was trying to do it for the longest time where he wanted to write and direct and play Dream. And it I'm never so glad that didn't happen. Ground, yeah. I, I don't, I wouldn't like jo- Joseph Gordon-Levitt in this role. This right. guy does great. Yeah, it's just, this guy gives, this guy is able to convey his like thoughts and expressions without even he's he doesn't say a whole lot like as far as as how many lines he has throughout the show it's all like his facial expressions and every i just i just don't see gordon levitt joseph gordon levitt having the 
capacity to pull off what this guy did. Like I would say every other character talks a hell of a lot more than Dream. Wouldn't you, Matt? Yeah. He's a man of very few words. Eric Williams says, I'm a huge Sandman fan, and it was a stellar adaptation and honest to the source material. I hope it does well. Is it doing well? Have you have you seen anything about as far as I haven't seen how it's doing, but like everyone that I've I have not talked to anybody yet that's watched it that have been like, I didn't like it. I had no relationship to the source material whatsoever. And even I could tell, I was like, oh, I feel like whoever created this cared about it. Like to the point where they were trying to be honest to it. Like you can feel that conveyed. Well, it's because Neil Gaiman was an executive producer on it. He was, he worked on the show. So the fact that the creator of this universe was involved in the show helps tremendously. Yeah, but we've seen other adaptations where the creator is involved that they're not so good, right? The the first, uh, and, and this isn't a comic adaptation, but um, is it Lee Childs? Is that the guy that wrote Jack Reacher? He was involved in those first two movies, and nothing is true to the source material in those first two movies with Tom Cruise. Now, the show is much better. But even then, he still changed some things. Well, Wheel of Time is going on through that. I mean, Robert Jordan, the original creator, is dead. You know, he died before the books were even done. But Brandon Sanderson, who took over, and Robert Jordan's wife, who's still alive, are both like involved in the creation of the show. And mm-hmm. they're they're saying, yeah, no, this is fine. All the changes they're making are fine. Fans don't agree. So it happens all the time where the creators will be involved, but fans are like, uh, no. And then like you look at Lock before. and Key. Oh, which Oof. that third season's coming out, or, or already I've already out. started it. It's not that good. <laughs> no, that season little two kid wasn't that good. That little kid annoys the fuck out of me. The kid that played Georgie and that it. sucks for your wife. <sighs> that really sucks for your wife. What? He's, that he annoys the the screw out of you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, he is the worst actor I've ever experienced in my life. That that kid. And the fact that he was almost, uh, what was he, Wiccan or Speed? He was yeah, almost Wiccan or Speed Wiccan. in, in uh, WandaVision. Makes me wonder if Marvel really knows what they're doing. Because <laughs> that kid's bad. And he makes Lock and Key bad. It's a, it's a he goes back in time. In one of the episodes, he goes back in time, right? And when he goes back in time, he goes, whoa. No, dude, if you go back in time, you shit your pants, you know, like it is so just I'm sorry. Well, what what the character says isn't really the actor's fault. No, no, it's it's not what he says. It's the it's how he's saying it. Like, it's just anything, anything that kid says is not or anything he does is not the reasonable way to react to something. Does that make sense? And it looks like the entire show he's reading off cue cards. It just frustrates the hell out of me. Every time he's on the screen, I said, I hate this kid. When did that come out? Was that today? It was uh, last Friday, I think. Really? It? It's been out was that last long? Friday? Wow. Yeah, I watched one episode of season two and never went back to it. Like, I just, it was just terrible. I just, I, I like the older two, the teenagers. I like them. The mother annoys the shit out of me, too. I don't know. So, why are you watching the show? Because Anna likes it. 
then we need so let her watch it by herself I don't know. Yeah, I find like you hate some it. stuff in. I find some stuff enjoyable in it. Like it's not like to the point where I'm like, okay, I hate this. I'll never watch it. Like fuck this show. I I like the first two seasons of the show. I forgot that it was uh, coming out with a third one. But Kelsey and I are gonna. Oh, which reminds me, a new episode of Beavis and Butthead came out. I gotta watch that. Or are they releasing that <laughs> weekly? I haven't even started. Yeah, I believe it is weekly. Hmm. Let me watch those. I don't know, man. There hasn't been a whole lot of stuff to to watch. I mean, together. I mean, my wife and I are going to start watching uh, Never Have I Ever. That's a really good show. I like that one. So that's kind of like sitcom, not sitcommy. Like I'm not familiar with that one. Yeah, it's like in its fourth season or something. It's oh. uh, Mindy Mindy Kalig created it. Oh, okay. That, that's on Netflix. It's kind of funny. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I haven't watched any of that. But and only murders in the building. That show is fucking awesome. I liked the first season. It was okay. I wasn't like super in love with it. Is the second season better? I loved the first season, so I don't know how to answer that question. Okay. I mean, I liked the first season. Season is terrible. That it jumps the shark. Really? I've loved it so far. It's like the one show that, like, when it comes that one and Evil on Paramount. That when a new episode drops, my wife and I are watching it right away. Oh, it's only the murders in the building doing weekly releases. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah we watched all of season one in like three days or something. I'm I wasn't a, a big Steve fan Martin. of how season one ended, but yeah, because they didn't I'm resolve a Steve anything. Stan, for sure. I want to watch. Sure. I want to watch Reservation Dogs, Lopez. It looks. I see ads for it all the time. Uh, I'm meaning to watch the first season on Hulu because it looks funny, but I just yeah. haven't watched it yet. Is that one who who did is that Taika Watiti? Uh I don't know if it's Taika Watiti or not. Somebody um notable created that that show. I don't know. Um didn't Taika Watiti wasn't he uh, what we do in the shadows like Yeah, he does one of his early projects. Yeah, yeah he's it's Taika Watiti. He's the guy that ruined what? Thor? <laughs> Thor, yes. Yeah, he really did. He made Thor better, and then he came back and was like, let me amp that up to 12, and he not he was just like, 11. What did I do? Instead of yeah, kissing he, uh... Thor, I'm going to poop on him. Well, you got to remember, too, Thor probably needed a change because his first two movies were he was pretty close to how Thor acts, and those movies bombed. Thor Ragnarok, I think, was great. I loved what Taika Waititi did. Yeah, but that's when loved... he started changing. Yeah, and I loved that. And I liked what was done after, you know, what the Russo brothers did with him. It's just Thor Love and Thunder. I don't I don't like. I hate Thor it turned, Russo brothers. Thor went Thor went from my least favorite Avenger to my favorite Avenger by the time Endgame was over. You didn't like what they did? I loved his arc. It no, made so much sense. That's that was the start of the end. Like that persona that that the Russo brothers created, they just carried it carried it over to Thor Love and Thunder and amped it up like he's he's dumb like he's kind of dumb now he's a little mopey okay, you know what I, I mean well see that's i don't feel like that's a now super a fair way to express it yeah well in thor love and thunder i agree but in infinity war i loved how thor was he was i thought he was great oh yeah he's not fat till end game right yeah and end game i didn't mind what they did there because i liked the fact that it shows that depression can hit even a god 
You know, like no one is immune from mental well, health. He's just an alien. Whatever. The, the was super strong Avenger. He can Which, he can lift trains, but he he can still be taken down by emotions. Oh my gosh, this freaking adult dating site coming into our chats pissing me off. So is it nude adult dating? I don't know. I blocked it. Before yeah, it's nude HD XYZ best adult dating site. <laughs> um, I I guess it would have been okay if they didn't like keep it going. This, like, That's what I didn't board. like. I Gosh. I liked what they did in Endgame, but. I didn't like that they kept the dumb Thor going. It, it, the arc yeah. and Endgame that to me was, was, was already pushing the envelope. They needed to. It was pushing. Yeah. It was pushing it the envelope. Real comic book. Yeah, but I, right off the fucking cliff. Yeah, honestly, one of my you one of my favorite fat zone, right. One of my favorite things about uh, one of my favorite lines in uh, Endgame is at the end when you've got Peter Quill and Thor talking to each other, and Thor just keeps looking at him. And you know when they talk about who's in charge, and Thor says, "Of course, of course, of course." <laughs> I don't know, but that line just comes into my head all the time because I love his delivery there. Chris Hemsworth is really great at comedic timing, but yes, Lopez, I love what we do in the shadows. Taika Waititi took it too far with with Love and Thunder. I feel like Taika Waititi just kept that ship going. Like I don't feel like he, he amped pushed it up. any for. Uh, I don't think so. I think it was more you really in game. You think that in Endgame, Thor would have done? Dude, he turned that shit to a bad thing. Yeah, he I think that. I think. I think that whole scene, the splits and stuff. I think that's Korg's retelling of what was going on. Did, did you guys not catch that? Like Korg's telling I a did. story, so it's so it's amplified. Because if you notice, he doesn't do that kind of shit and again in the movie. It's just in the beginning when he's telling the story to the kids. Letter Kenny. Oh, sure, sure. That's fine. But the rest of the movie still, Thor is kind of stupid a lot of the time. And yeah, it started because of the Russos. Yes, but that was an arc that I was thinking had ended. But instead of it ending, Taika Waititi carried it on. And I didn't like that. They turned it to 11. They found Lopez is dropping knowledge. Gore was wasted. Yeah. Yeah, Gore. Gore. Uh, Christian Bale was I, one of the best things about that movie, but they could have done so much more. He did a good job with what he was given, but they ruined that. Like that character had. I so think Arnold Schwarzenegger was the best part of uh, Batman and Robin. Oh, <laughs> oh. There's well, nothing really good in that movie, so maybe he's the best of something awful. The best well, part about Batman and Robin was the credits. Well, because Ish, you know what killed the dinosaurs, right? The freeze? what killed the dinosaurs, Ish? What's that? The Ice Age. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even know that joke, but I started to fig- I started to figure out where you were going. <laughs> you asked me, I didn't know, so I froze up. Oh, I just say I saved myself with that one. But I, I really, I'm Max, hoping. Max, were you with us on our Batman episode? Uh, I don't think we, I was. We, we we found a way to put Batman and Robin on a pedestal. I was not there because I would have been very much against you. Found a way. I fought. You did not convince me of shit, dude. (laughs) Everyone, even I was like fought and fought. And Robin, as we established, I'm always on vacation, so I was not on the show. I think we we 
just to get you to shut up, I think we put it at a C. Oh, that hurts. Yeah, I think that's what we did. Yes, if I remember correctly, we put it at a C. I had it at the lowest tier possible. Because it should be. Yeah, that one and... Until I pointed it out, that if you look at it as a movie version of Batman 66, it works a lot. No, dude. Don't connect it to the Tim Burton stuff. Can't connect that movie to Adam West at all. Dude, Why are we so getting into this again? This conversation will never no, you end. you can. The vehicles, no. everything. You totally can. Is that the one George Clooney? Is that his? Yes. Okay. I can't remember which one George Val Kilmer Clooney was in and which one George Clooney was yeah, in. Is the, the Val the, Kilmer the, one's the bat okay. nipples. No. Batman Forever's okay. And the bat credit Batman card. Batman terrible. Well, I'm just, saying, I'm just saying compared to Batman and Robin, Batman Forever was okay. Lopez no, because Batman Forever thought to it was being a cool movie. It wasn't. Batman and Robin just completely embraced the campiness with full-on Batman 66. I can't watch Batman and Robin. I Batman Forever was Batman. totally cheesy and campy, but then they were still like, no, we're, we're a sequel to a Tim Burton is, movie. Is Batman Forever like, the one with Jim Carrey? Yes. Yeah. Okay, well, I like Jim Carrey. That's so the only thing worth Batman watching in that the... movie, yeah. Is Jim Carrey. Yeah, I give I give that movie the edge because of Jim Carrey, but Tommy Lee Jones couldn't even didn't even want to be in the same room as Jim Carrey. <laughs> Lopez Lopez hitting it in with the fucking uh, storm references from X Men. What happens X-Men to a toad movies. when it's hit by lightning? Batman and yeah. Robin. No, that's from the first. I know. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> is Max wearing a Star Wars shirt? Yes, Max is a very yeah. big Star Wars geek. Yes, sir. Trying to think Star if Wars. Max owns anything Lance but Star Wars shirts and pillows. Okay, okay. Lance so, is a, Lance is, or I mean Max is a Star Wars geek of almost I'm maybe I'm Marvel epic proportions. Epic proportions. Nice. There I like that. Yeah. So we're that. going to Disneyland for our trip. I'm rocking and, the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man, dude. Nice. You, I saw. Didn't you wear that shirt when we went out to the Korean barbecue? I might have. Yeah, I was so envious when I saw that shirt. That's a cool shirt. I love that shirt. Ish, no, what were you saying? I have another oh, Puff Marshmallow Man one too. But yeah. Ish, what were you saying? Or was it Max that was saying something? I was just talking to talk about the fact that I was packing for my Disney trip and I had to go through my bags and be like, I packed seven Star Wars shirts. <laughs> That's all I packed for shirts. And I was like, no. So I had to go to Target and pick up a, an X-Men shirt so I could wear an X-Men shirt when we're at Avengers Campus. And then I had to pack some like just normal shirts so that we can go out to some nice dinners because we're doing Disneyland and then going to Lake Tahoe. But Max I have coordinated his shirts depending I on have, what land he's in. Absolutely, man. You got to plan <laughs> your outfits at Disney. There's nothing wrong with that. But I have too many. Not too many. I All I have is Star Wars shirts. I'm realizing I only have like one Marvel shirt and I've lost a lot of weight recently. So like some of the other shirts I had don't fit me anymore, but I have a ton of star Wars shirts to do. So I'm like, all right, I need to re up my, uh, my wardrobe. That's why I like my Funko boxes. Cause every two months I get a new shirt. It's awesome. Hartman. What's Sundays made for Hartman's over here, ripping off letter Kenny references. What are Sundays made for Hartman? Hey, um, I'm going to take this opportunity to plug fantastic worlds comics. It's got, Arizona. we got a beautiful t-shirt haul no, this not. week. What a t-shirt wall, <laughs> t-shirt haul. We got a ton of t-shirts. Oh. We got these two giant boxes delivered of t-shirts, Marvel and Star Wars. Some of them are like really cool. I was hoping to go down there tomorrow, but Jay freaking canceled on me. Go to the toy con. 
No, that's nowhere near Fantastic right. Worlds. Yeah, but I figured yeah. if I was going to be in a car out far, I'd go by Ish's store. It's probably closer to you go to Fantastic Worlds than it is to come out here. Cause they're Isn't in he Scottsdale. on like Indi- Indian school or something? They're in Scottsdale. It takes about do an you, hour. Do you have Spider-Man shirts, Ish, at the shop? We do. I we have Japanese Spider-Man shirts, Todd McFarlane Spider-Man shirts, Miles Morales hey. Spider-Man shirts. Lopez Max, wants to know um, shirts. Uh, now that you're Sorry. Lopez knows you're a Star Wars fan, Max. He says, "Oof, I'm obligated to bring up Plagueis rumors and an acolyte." Yeah, I've heard about that. Um, I don't know how I feel about it. Like, I kind of want to learn more about Darth Plagueis. I think that would be interesting, especially because there's people thinking, "Well, if Plagueis is in it, then you're going to have young Palpatine." But at the same time, I kind of like that there's all this mystique. To Darth Plagueis. And I worry that what might happen is you get the same idea with Boba Fett where he was barely in anything. And Plagueis has been in nothing other than mentioned. But you get all of this like mystique around the character and then they do the book of Boba Fett show and everyone's like, oh, he sucks. He's lame. And he's going to be old. And I worry, I worry that Plagueis would be the same idea. Granted, we have even less information about Darth Plagueis. I think there's a book actually about him, but, but I haven't read that book. But uh, it could be cool. I mean, I'm all for seeing more cool Sith, but uh, I wonder if it's a good idea. Max, doesn't, um, I also doesn't have... Plagueis get killed by Palpatine during the third act of Phantom Menace? No. Just, well, we don't. You just hear about it later. It's not actually in the movie, but the um, slaying of Plagueis technically takes place. I don't know about that because Darth Maul was yeah. already his apprentice. So, but I would I would have imagined that Plagueis died before Phantom Menace. Probably shortly before is all. Yeah, Darth Lopez, I do need to read that book. I read Star Wars books a lot, but I haven't read that one yet. But pretty much all I've read this year is Wheel of Time, and they're so freaking long, I'm only halfway through the books. So it's going to be a while before I get back to my Star Wars books. Hey, Max. Um, yeah. If you it go to Fantastic Worlds, pick up, pick up my last Ronin book. Well, I'm not going to be going tomorrow or anything. I'm, well, I'm not I'm either. Not, <laughs> but if I if I go, sure, we're we're celebrating. So my wife is, I'm there. My wife officially completed her master's degree this week, so we're going oh, to that's celebrate. Awesome. Congrats, Kelsey! With a four baby. That's so freaking awesome. proud of her. Oh, and the book he kills him. So that's not that's not canon. But so in the book, Palpatine kills Pat Plagueis when he becomes. So cancer. it is okay. during. So that's what you're getting that ish. Okay. Yes, I didn't Look realize that. I was right about Star knowledge. Wars. You were. You were. All right. You've been right about Star, Star Wars Trek. before, like when he said both had suck. Yeah, but then he was really wrong when he said <laughs> okay. Obi Wan was bad. Obi Wan was Star great. Trek. And if and if Darth Lopez hated Obi Wan, he's about to unsubscribe. Because I'm sharing my screen. I realize on this little box down here. <laughs> yeah, you do that like every week, buddy. <laughs> You'll share your screen, and then the rest of the show, I can see what you're doing behind the scenes. Oh, so you've seen all my porn? I'm just kidding. Uh, yeah, <laughs> that's what I do when I'm when I'm on the show. I watch porn on one screen. Tasmanian Devil other, stuff. Gets me off. And, yeah, yeah, I, I know you do. It's got Looney Tunes <laughs> stuff going on. Sometimes I'm Looney a little, porn. I Lola question Bunny. a little bit about what you're watching. <laughs> oh man. So, well, all right. Did we? You guys we already talked about through the all our shit. Stuff? Yeah. Yeah. I touched on it a little bit, like at the beginning of the show with them. I mean, if you want to say any pieces on it, by all means, but like 
everybody that does this shit is milking that shit for everything it's worth right now. And then I guess the dude shows up at Boston Con and isn't even selling any variants like he said he was going to. And that whole thing is just fuckery. But I know you said Bill had interesting things to say about it. So, I mean, by all means, if you want to share. Yeah. And, but the, the thing is, um, he does and he can't really because there's people involved behind the scenes. You know what I mean? And he mm-hmm. can't be the guy that speaks about it publicly. But. Can you? You know, a lot, a lot of, <laughs> well, <laughs> I don't know if I want to, but I mean, it's more than just, you know, what Black Flag did, you know, and then Marvel comes on and is like, no, we never approved that. It's also the fact that CGC gave out some 10.0s on that. I don't know if you guys yes, touched did. on that part. Yes, they did. I did not touch and, on that, but. Yes, and without. This is where I, I have to tread on thin ice. There's a certain group of people that got those 10.0s. And so it casts a little suspicion. And well, hasn't CGC had a negative light shined on them for a couple years now? You know, my first thought when this broke out, I'm like, yeah, this is bad. But then again, they did that fucking invisible slab, the bad idea comic, the invisible comic, where they literally issued blank an empty slab with a 10.0 grade and blue label so i'm like if you've already doing like stunts like that then yeah you know this one kind of falls in line with that too that it's not something they, just oh they didn't realize yes, Hartman, of course they I have they're, they're, Jersey. their job is to recognize a comic you know if it's real and the cover is legitimate you know to approve the legitimacy of a comic so to approve give a comic legitimacy that's completely illegitimate illegitimate there's like a big integrity thing now. Well, so and I want to know. It's a very bad look. From someone else who's familiar with the situation, as, a, as someone who works at a shop, what do you call this book? Is it a counterfeit? Is it a variant? What, what do you call this? No, it's not a variant because a variant would have to be approved by the publisher. So I like what, what they did. I don't really have a problem. You could take comic and do whatever the fuck you want with it. It's a staple, whatever. Change whatever. <sighs> And if you sell it, someone likes it and thinks that's a cooler version and wants to give you money for it, that's that's all fine and dandy. I have no problem with that. It's the fact that it was given legitimacy by companies whose sole job is to legitimize collectibles. That's like the, that's a big problem. Well, the other thing that yeah. kind of bothers me with it though too is like, so. CGC came out and tried to explain why they gave it a 10.0 and why they graded it the way they did. Because the big thing was they were grading it. They weren't grading the underneath cover because like I said at the beginning of the show, it was a Clayton Crane cover that he did as a store exclusive for that store for the facsimile reprint of Ultimate Fallout 4. Dude wasn't selling it. So he went, had Clayton Crane make another cover, slapped it and just stapled it to that cover. And the acetate. And they call it a variant. But like you said, from what we hear... Marvel didn't approve that variant, so it, well. In facsimile editions, uh, there's never been a facsimile edition that had a variant, ever. If, <laughs> if someone in the chat knows of one, Shower Boy says I prefer laminated comics. So I can let read me know. But shower. you know, facsimile editions are of famous comics, and a facsimile edition they only make one. There's no variant to it, unless they do a facsimile well, edition. So of they do the though, because like. Dennis Barger from Warner World's Comics, he got the rights to 
to do the facsimile with a variant cover for Ultimate Fallout 4 that came out when that book released. It's the really? one where like okay. Spider Man shooting his web and there's a bunch of different like people behind it or you know Miles is shooting his web and there's a bunch of people behind it. Um, and that was like a at. facsimile, like store exclusive. Yeah, that was his like facsimile okay. right. store exclusive. Um, I'm trying to remember who did the cover. Uh, I think that's really weird to treat reprints and facsimile editions like this. Like it's the, the um the the Jevic the Dejevic variant. Have you not seen the did have you not seen it? I have not. Hmm. Here I'll pull it and share my screen. There you go. So it's that the Dejevic variant. So it's like miles in the middle and then Oh, that's cool. And that's not approved by Marvel? That one? No, that one is. This one is. Okay. So one, Dennis Barger at Warner Bros. Comics got the right to do this cover as of the facsimile for his store exclusive. So that's fine. So the, the issue here is the Black Flag one. Stephen so um, Corbin, comic, comic book barbarian, his page... He put out a he put out a post that was like a gravestone. Rest in peace, CGC. Yeah, yeah that's because, where I saw that. Because you know, CBCS, is, you know, they made a statement basically saying, you know, saying they would never ever do anything like this. You know, even if they agreed to grade the book, the label would have hmm. designated exactly what it is. So, C- so CBCS backtracked. They put out a statement the same day as CGC that was going on, saying that if they get a book with a fake cover on it, they or a, a acetane cover on it, they automatically grade the under the underneath cover, and it automatically is going to get a seven because there's four more holes put in the book that shouldn't be there. And now they're flipping their their stance, and the the whole uh, my understanding is the whole like. CGC issue is that they only they came out so they only grained the acetane cover they didn't grade the underneath cover so that started the whole thing of people saying well you could just take a book that was completely torn to shit on the cover you could draw a big old dick on the the underneath cover but as long as that acetane's on there they're going to grade it at at what the the condition of the acetane cover is um stick says i'd like to see marvel crack down on store variants anyways i know they make money for them but there are too many covers for one book that's become nearly worthless in the long run. Absolutely. But I would like to see too, though, the other big thing with this is that people got pissed off at the way it was handled because they said that it was limited to 700 copies. And then all of a sudden when they go on sale, all these influencers show up and they're buying books by the nineties, eighties, just multiple copies of this. And the most of the people buying them are from whatnot. They're whatnot sellers and that they're calling influencers and they're retailers. Well, they all have vendor badges, so they get into the hall before general population so they can stand in line. To me, as a as a con goer, I think that's some bullshit. Like they should have to play on the same level playing ground as everyone else. Like they should not be allowed to get any exclusives if you're a vendor. You should not be able to line up for anything. 
until the doors open, like general admission. Like you shouldn't yeah, be able to be standing at that booth when doors that open. That's the purpose of everyone. you going to the convention for exclusive right. shit only at the convention. Right. Like so at San Diego Comic Con, at Kevin Smith's booth at the the Quick Startup booth, they had an exclusive Clerks Three poster that some were signed, some weren't, but it was only a lot limited to a hundred a day. Okay. Doors opened. Me and my brother get there. They're already gone. Because the first hundred people in line were all vendors or someone associated with a vendor or an exhibitor. So it's like you can't even get that exclusive because they all get to be lined up before you. And then they're going to turn around and sell it for three, four hundred dollars on eBay. So, but the, that's that's the big thing about the black flag variant is you had all these people cutting the line, all these influencers cutting the line, all this like just crazy, crazy bullshit to sell, and then they're going and selling them on a whatnot for three hundred bucks, and someone tells the dude who's running black flag that they're selling online for three hundred bucks, and the dude goes the original eighty bucks as he's selling through them, he decides to up the price to a hundred a book, so it's like. It's just shady stuff all the way around. And I don't, I mean, I don't want to, I was like trying to avoid it. Cause like every show I've been watching and there's some programs out there who I'm not going to name that we're all aware of that are milking this shit for everything it's worth. And I'm just like, I don't want to, I don't want to go down that hole, but like, it's just, it's hard oh, yeah. to get away from. I, I, yeah, there's one channel that's, you know, I talk with customers like, oh, I watch this channel all the time. And I'm always like, dude, that channel is, I, you know, I, I'm not going to say the name, but it's a dude. We're in the name. private chat. I want to know. But here's here's <laughs> what the same. The yeah, and they did, they did milk this black flag stuff and they were trying the to make a lot of cover money looks like. Too. So, like, the back of it's a giant American flag and then the front of it is Miles holding a, like, a folded American flag and it's just, it doesn't even know. look that cool. It's, it really doesn't, but people are going cr- like crazy for it. Like, I wonder what, it, I want to know what it's selling for on eBay right now. Uh, Did you flag. put it in the private chat? Flag. You have four. Uh, that's right. I'm gonna have to do all ultimate pull out. I'm sure. Hmm. Ultimate fallout four. So, so oh my God. <laughs> if you have this book, sell yeah, it. Me, Don't buy. Me. I'm a, I'm a double-edged sword here. Can we get get rid of you it have now. this book, sell it. If, if don't buy it though, <laughs> dude. This five thousand, oh, dude. That's not gonna guess. Oh, way more, dude. Twenty thousand. All right, let's see. Ten thousand three hundred and fifty dollars. Gosh, jeez, that's ridiculous that's for a facsimile comic. For a facsimile comic, yes. <sighs> Lance, it's in the comments. And there's 25 Mom, bids. Mom commented. And then there's 11,000. Oh, I've heard of that guy. 13,000. 
this is insanity. I mean, this is just that this just is started for one hundred and fifty twenty four thousand dollars. So See, is the go, basic go idea in there and look at completed completed sales? So is the basic idea here that somebody created a new cover? Like, so they did the art. This person, one guy got it for three hundred seventy five. Um, and they stapled it onto a fake version of a comic book. Yeah. So, I mean, that's his original cover. Oh, so, this right isn't here. even a real comic book? No, it is. No, it's, it's a, a facsimile it's, edition. Yeah. It's like a reprint. It's of a the reprint. Comic. Yeah. Some guy sold it. I think this is the fake one $23,000. I think this was um, come out to be a fake bid or a fake bid. But yeah, why would you want to buy that? Ten thousand dollars. Someone sold it for. Yeah, it's it's insane. Like that people, dude made out like a bandit selling that for. 10 people G's. that are buying this stuff, they just. They're if just you're spending that kind of money on that twenty-five garbage, G's, you could spend that money on a golden age or silver age comic. That's an actual investment that you could really make money off of. Like that's just insane. Ten thousand dollars. I mean, go out and buy like a silver age key with that money. Yeah. Like, what are these people a, thinking? The Jevic facsimile virgin variant. But see, you get the real talk on Absolute Geek. You go to some of these other channels and they're literally fucking talking people into this stuff. They're con men. Yeah, I'm not ever gonna fucking tell you what to buy, dude. Like that's insanity, man. Like well, there's you know, it's one thing to do a top ten list, so there's one thing you like if your top ten list is actually bullshit because you're trying to sell something. Jeez, that's a lot of money for a fake comic book. <laughs> Sam's is the heart. The heart wants what it wants. <laughs> but it is. It's it. It's just that explains the success of Thor: Love and Thunder. It spotlights. It spotlights. <laughs> all, the this fuckery. is all the same people. It spotlights the fuckery that's Absolute going on fuckery. in and dumbassery. Yeah, and I don't listen. I don't shun people for selling. I sell books too. Like. I buy and sell, but I sell, I don't sell to make a living. I sell because I want to improve my collection. I sell what I have to get something I want, like a book I want. And I don't just go to sell, selling to, to shill out, to buy more books to sell. Like that's just not who I am. But if that's what you do, that's awesome. But I mean, that's like, what I do for a living stuff. Like, yeah, but you, I mean, you do it at a retail store, but like whatnot, even though I sell on whatnot and whatnot is a, a dope ass site it can do good right now it's really 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 hurting this this culture or community if you will because like Between i'll tell you a story i'll tell you a story so at san diego comic-con i about got in a fight with a guy uh i can't remember if i told this story on the show or not but no i've never heard this no. tyler kirkham was doing a signing i had two books the guy that signed the poster i had two books to get signed by tyler kirkham there's an old story that kyle told in the podcast way along many years ago when stan lee was here about us standing in line waiting for stan lee to sign some stuff for us we were standing for about two hours we get to the front of the line and as we get there todd mcfarland shows up Talks to Stan. Stan gets up and leaves for an hour and a half. While when we Thanks were next to him, didn't say a word. So I'm standing in line. 
at this Tyler Kirkham signing at San Diego waiting to get my two books signed. And the only reason I'm getting them signed is because they're, they're whatnot exclusives for uh, Invincible 1 and 2 of Omni-Man and Adam Eve that have Absolute Geek on the back of them because they sent them to like the top original people to sell and whatnot. So Absolute Geek's on there. So I was like, that's so cool. The show that I created has the name of it on a comic book. So I was like, I want to get it signed for me to keep. Not going to sell. I've never heard this. Yeah, and those books go for mad amounts of money. Yeah, that's cool. So I was like, I'm going to get them signed just to keep, not sell for me because of this. Because of how cool it is. So I'm standing there in line. There's maybe five people in line, right? So the guy in front of me Two guys in front of me, he he reaches down and he pulls out this box as he gets up there. And he out of the box, he pulls 150 copies of two different books to get Tyler Kirkham to sign. Kirkham signs all 150. And then the guy paid per book. Yeah, puts puts away those books, pulls out another 150. Oh, what a douche. Out of his bag. And I go, you gotta be fucking kidding me. And by that time, I had been already standing there for 45 minutes. I was pissed. Right? So right in the middle of him signing, someone from one of these companies, whatnot, whatever, comes up and starts talking to him. Tyler gets up, and they start talking about the show that Tyler is going to be on that night and for streaming to sell stuff. All right, cool. So then he, after talking to that dude for about 15 minutes, he finally goes back to signing these guy's books. And I'm getting pissed. I'm like, fuck this shit. I was like, fuck this. And the guy's like, what's your problem, man? And I straight up go, it's you, dude. It's people like you, vendors like you, who are ruining this fucking hobby. Because I'm here just to get a couple things. I got two things I want to get signed. You're getting 150 fucking things signed because you're just looking to flip them. You're looking to make a quick buck. I'm here because this is something I want. I'm going to keep. I just want my book signed and go. Let me go ahead of you. Fuck you, dude. I'm in the middle. Can't you see I'm getting my shit signed? Cool, man. What the fuck ever. He finally gets done and walks off to go fucking air dry his books because he's signing in pet marker. I get my two books signed. I go over to this little seating area where they have for people to eat. And I'm talking to Aaron on the phone. And I just get, I just like get off the phone and the dude comes up for me and he uh, smacks my phone out of my hand. Jeez. What? And yeah. And he's like, I don't understand what the fuck your problem is, dude, but you're going to get your ass kicked. And I was like, whatever, bro. I was like, are you fucking serious? I was like, I, you just smacked my phone out of my hand. He's like, yeah, what are you going to do about it? So I stand up and I smack the stack of books out of his hand and his books go sliding <laughs> nice. across the floor. And like, he's getting in my face and all of a sudden security comes up and he's like the security guard, kicks makes the guy leave and he's like well what about this fucking guy what about this guy why doesn't he have to leave he's you know he's antagonizing me and the guy goes no dude i watched the whole thing i watched you walk up and smack the phone out of his hand and you you instigated him and he retaliated so you're out of here i was like that's fuck awesome. yeah dude Good. awesome but it's shit like that like that that's my biggest thing is like when you go to a convention that's why you know they have private signings you can get people to come sign your shit. Why do you got to do it on a convention floor when people just want a couple things signed and to go about their business? And I'm surprised Kirkin would agree to that or not be like, you know, 
I'll sign a couple of yours, let the next person go, and just kind of work. Yeah, it in. he does. Yeah. I mean, he's getting his his money, and I don't know. Was it per signature the charge? Yeah, yeah. It was like That's ten bucks a signature. Yeah. So he's getting a lot of money. So yeah, he's getting his he's getting his nut, but it's just like, and I don't blame Kirkham at all for it, but it's just like the reselling market, dude. Like it's it's crushing this community. Sure, if that guy had three hundred bucks, there's three grand right there in his pocket. Yeah. No, I didn't do a Mexican hat in this book because I wasn't gonna. I didn't want to destroy his shit. But dude, like, if you cross me, I've got a temper, and it just like, don't smack my shit out of my hand, man. Like, yeah, that's no, that's ridiculous. messed up. I don't think I would have been as nice. I think but I would have taken a swing. It's just, it's ruining the hobby, in my opinion. It's just fuckery like this, dude. Like, I'm all for like if I, you want to speculate, that's cool. I'm sorry to tell you that. Most speculation, if you're trying to get this book now, you're late to the game. And it just, it sucks, dude. It, it just sucks to see what that kind of shit's doing in this community. Like, I want to see people make their money. I want to see people do what they got to do to make that money, but not at the expense of, like, a community I love, dude. And that's what this is, is a community. Like, there's nothing like going to a con and being surrounded by like-minded people. There's nothing but, like, going in a comic shop and and having the conversations you do you know mm-hmm. about this stuff but just the the people that are in this community just solely to make a buck like that is just like like i understand comic shops like ish's store like you do it to for your livelihood like that's awesome and you know but the secondary yeah, we're supplying collectors yeah what we sell people fill runs you know what i mean yeah like, absolutely yeah like we're this. obviously there to make money and pay our bills but one of the reasons we're not online is because we want the people to come in and have that interaction and talk but your store is like an and experience. know that this book is going to a good home we say that all the time the book's finding a good home yeah and people like, like hearing that but your store is an experience. People come from far away to go to your store because of the books you guys keep in your case and what you have. Like I seen today, what you guys had an ultimate. You had an amazing Spider-Man number one on your Insta, your Facebook page. You had, didn't you have an amazing Fantasy fifteen also? Like yeah, and a uh, annual number one and a uh, ASM number two. Yeah, like the books you guys have in your cases, like they're books I dream of. Like I. I go to your store just to look because I'm like, I've never seen these books in person, you know, because you go to a, a con and you ahead. talk, hold on just a sec. You go to a con and you ask a guy to look at it off the wall. He looks you up and down and judges you on your worth. And is like, nah, you can't, you can't hold that book. You know, a couple of years ago at um, Phoenix, my brother asked to look at amazing fantasy 15. And the guy's like, you got $20,000. Dude, I just want to look at the book. Like you're standing right there. I just want to see it. I you don't even have to I don't even have to hold it. You can hold it. I just want to see it up close. Like it's that and that's what I appreciate about your story is that it's an experience to go there because you get to see, even though it's behind a glass case, you still get to see that stuff in person, you know? Almost like a and, museum. Uh, yeah, absolutely. But yeah, that is cool. My my biggest no, thing, like well, that's also like the uh the catch 22 because when people treat it like a museum it's like well they're for sale <laughs> yeah, yeah, buy yeah. It. yeah but they're i mean how many news. people they just come to they just come to look you know believe how me ma- the minute i saw that sorry max i'm in or lance i'm in cut yeah. off again the minute i saw that amazing spider-man one on your facebook page and how much you're asking for it 
I immediately started in my head, like, how can I get that amount of money? How can I come up with $7,000 right now to go buy that book? <laughs> and, uh, you know, I'm sitting there and then all of a sudden, you know, Aaron in the background, we got so many days till our wedding. I'm like, well, fuck. Well, I guess I can't have $7,000 to pay for that book. So, but go ahead go ahead, Lance. Well, what I was, what I was saying is like you, you're selling a book for seven, eight, nine, ten grand. How many customers realistically are you having come in that are in a position to buy something like that? Right. So even if that's, you're getting that's people, kind of how we, that's how we keep our doors open is some of that. Clientele. Yeah. Yeah. No. And I'm, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that. What I'm saying though, is like, if you do get some of these people to come in to look at that, maybe they pick up you know, a $20 book or something like that. Oh, like sure, sure, there. sure. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So I think there's a, a supplement. But I was going to say earlier, I think the biggest difference, because I deal with this in the Funko community all the time, like you're standing in line waiting for the doors to open to some store because, you know, some con exclusive is going to be sold in the store or something like that. And the guy in line has been there since the night before and he buys like the entire stock. You know what I mean? I think the difference between somebody like Ish or his store and people like that is they're not fans of the actual content. Like they're buying it to make a buck. Whereas I know ish is fan is a fan. Like he has his own collection. You know what I'm saying? Like there, there's a difference between somebody that's just buying into the market. Like it's a stock or somebody that's actually a fan of these things and buying it. Sometimes I may go into a story. I, I know that this Funko pop is, going to be hard to find i'll buy two but the other one is just to supplement me buying future ones does that make sense like it's not to make myself come up on it and i and and i could buy 10 while i'm there but i buy two because i want to leave it for somebody else to get it or i use it as trade bait for something that i don't have but it's all in order to like build my collection right like how matt was saying he sells a book so that you can go buy other books, you know, flippers, I think are the scum of the earth. Like people that are just doing it to flip. Like they don't have their own them, collection. Them and people doing. who run nude HD. Adult <laughs> oh my gosh, dude. <laughs> I don't, I'm not going to say that that's flippers are the scum of the earth because it, people, you know, they they do what they need to do, but there's it's enterprise. Yeah, everybody's yeah. allowed to and make them like if yeah, they can. Getting, I just don't like them. If you're <laughs> selling something for the, you know, to make a little bit of profit, that's fine. But like taking something and selling it for five six times what you paid for it, yeah, then it's like, you know, all right and. It, it really is the fan who buys this book just to read them and collect that keeps this, this hobby going. But it, there are other people, just like anything in life, there's other people out there that are ruining it for the majority. And I have no problem with people flipping books. I have no problem with any like that. Like, do you, do you, do you get your money? I want to see everybody get paid, but it's just like, there, there's ways to go about it. There's differences between, the flipper, like someone digging and finding this book and being like, oh shit, like that's a hot book right now. I could sell it for a, a penny and reselling it, like buying it low and selling it high. That's cool. But there's a difference. Between I don't consider that so much a flipper though. I, what I see as a flipper is somebody coming and buying an entire stock. Yes. yes. 
That's what yeah. I classify. Well, Matt, Matt, uh, your experience at the convention, like that's your vacation. Like your time wasted is so precious. And for someone to go into a convention yep. like that, where people have put down big money to have a vacation experience at Comic-Con and have it wasted by some guy who's there, you know, to hoard so he can flip. That's that you know that would make me really mad. Yeah, I think it's the hoarders, about... the 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 ones that go in there buy an entire stock of something so nobody else can have it. That's what nobody I. Else that's can, what I. Or making someone have to stand in line for an extra two hours, you know. Yeah, that that's what I classify as a flipper, like people that's... that have blatant disregard for anybody else except their bottom line, like the money they're making. You know what I mean? We we go like I I have my buddy uh uh Charles right um. We'll go stand in line for Target for like four hours waiting for it to open. And he like one time he didn't get one of the pops we were standing in line for. He was like there were they were like three short to like give him one. Well, somebody in the line that he gave a pop to before that they weren't able to get, we come outside and they're like, Oh, dude, you didn't get one? Like, here, just pay me what I paid for it. And these these pops are now like three hundred bucks a piece. But like there's that mutual respect in the community, right? Like Hey man, you got me that one time. Let me get you this time. Like I just see a really big difference in somebody just stumbling across something and be like, Oh crap, I could sell this for money. And then somebody forecasting and then buying 150 of something. So nobody else can get it and then selling it. Like that's what I classify a flipper. Does that make and, sense? And I've a hundred percent believe that there's karma in comics. So if you know, you buy something that's hot and you buy two of it, but leave somebody for some, you know, something for somebody else in the stock. That's good karma. And it's going to come around to you at some point, but I just like this whatnot stuff and selling online. It's like the early days of eBay and where everything went crazy and people are just buying this stuff to, to try to flip it. And I don't know. It just, I don't, I don't know, man. It, it sucks, but what are you going to do? It's not, nothing's going to change. I'm just waiting for them. You know, I'm with the Funkos. I'm just waiting for people to lose yes, their interest like in it. Just said buying all the copies is a manipulator. I, th I think yeah. the, uh, the, like, you know, what's the monetary value of a comic book? You can, they, people can take that way too far. Sometimes there's nothing wrong with spending money on a comic book that you intend to keep forever. Yeah, that you don't need to know the value of every month. Has it gone up in value? Has it gone down in value? Oh my god! Well, I can no, tell you, you bought the... a fucking really cool comic, and it's in. That's called collecting. Collecting means keeping. You're not a collector if you're buying it, and the whole time, all you care about how is it going to sell for twenty years down the line. That's not collecting. It's the motivation that's, behind guess, it, right? That's investing, I guess. But collecting is like, yeah, I'm going to keep it. It's part of my collection. Well, and well, that's I mean, what it look is. at my wall behind me. That. Look and at Matt's wall behind him. Of, yeah, and I think people need to get that perspective back a little. Like, you love this comic, keep it. Don't worry about its value. If you have to sell it to pay for something, you know, an emergency or something, then you care about the value. But until then, just enjoy having it. Yeah, like, there's some of my favorite pops that I keep. I spent, like, five bucks on, and they're not worth anything, right? But they're some of my favorite ones. And yeah. I don't go, I only buy Most characters pops that I like. Yeah, I only buy characters well, that I like. Like, I could go get the freaking, um, you know, some DC shit that's super, that's worth money now. I could go get, like, I had a chance to get all that stuff. I don't get it. I only get the stuff I like. 
And then maybe in 20 years when I've lost interest in this, maybe then I could sell it, you know, and see what, what happens. But right now they're meant to be for me to walk into my office and be like, Oh man, I like my office. It's cool. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's collecting. But, that's the hobby, you know? Yeah. But I definitely have OCD. So that's where my collecting stuff comes from because it was retro video games for a while. I still have boxes of those in my closet. It was, I, Animix well, I think that's I how, how OCD people express themselves is through collecting as a hobby. Yeah. Like it frustrates the shit out of me that I don't have all the ones I want. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like it literally like keeps me awake at night sometimes. But uh, yeah, man, I don't know. Flippers are just. I don't know. It, it, and it baffles Every, me too. Everybody's like, got to have dollar signs in their eyes. It's always dollar yeah, signs. Well, and eyes, it baffles me know? too. Like store variants. There's so many store variants out there. What classifies a store anymore? Because there's a lot of online retailers that do nothing but buy and flip and sell online. Uh, you know, buy collections and sell them online that are being considered stores and somehow are getting their own variants for shit. And it's mm-hmm. like, what classifies a store anymore? You know, it's, I don't know. It just seems like there's so many. This whole thing, stores having their own variants thing like that, that to me just makes it seem like the publishers are just um, rewarding that kind of behavior. It feels like making money. Those are expensive. Yeah. They're a lot of stores that have have gone under just because they tried to do store exclusives. Yeah. Because the store exclusive, you have to order up to an X amount. Right, if I'm right, you have to order, and correct me if I'm wrong, you have to order up to an X amount, and then you a also have to make amount. sure you're charging enough to pay the artist and still come out on, you know, making some profit. That's why most store exclusives are 20 to $50. When, when you know? other stores in the Valley call us to see if we're interested in buying their store exclusive, and I'm like, you, you've made a regretful decision. Because you can't sell. Why would I want to sell the comic with your store's name on it? You're our competition. But I just, I don't know. I just think yeah, it's all, it's all fuckery. fuckery, man. Yeah, exactly. And like, I didn't want to talk about it on here. I didn't want to go on even as long as we did about the black flag shit. But it is a lot of fuckery. But there, you got to be careful. Like you said, you got to be careful out there because there's a lot of shows that are feeding you shit to try to get you to sell this, or they know what's going on and they're trying to run scams. And, you know, they're well, part of speculation is hyping up the value. You know, once you, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. you, you never know that up. that guy that's talking on that show may have 10 copies sitting on his, in his... and that's more often the case than not that, yeah. They have 10 or 20 copies of it and then they're all of a sudden they talk about it on one of these podcasts and whether you know across the comic community there's so many podcasts that if you watch you see the same recurring people in everyone you see the same recurring people in the chats that go on that take that information and go on another show that run a specific app called Key Collector that do this and they're all appearing in the same circle and they're like well this book's hot this week that book's hot this week. And then next thing you know, they're f- showing off on Instagram. Check this out. And they've got like 75 copies of that book. Like there's more than one person that does it. Not, and Key Collector, nothing is them. It's a fantastic app, but a lot of people use it 
to do that shit. And a lot of people watch Comic Tom, who is at the heart of all this fucking um, Black Flag shit and Gem Mint and like Nerdy Girl and just all these whatnot people. And it's just, it's, it's just insanity, man. It all goes hand in hand. Like it just feels like there's so many people in this community that are in each other's pockets that it's like, well, if you talk about this, I can sell this for this amount and rise this book in price and it just it sucks for the little guy who's a collector that wants to buy that book but yeah. now it can't you're you're priced out of it because someone's like oh well this guy's gonna be in here and da 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 yeah like <laughs> turok number one <laughs> yes <Turok laughs> go turok one that's all solo wookie right there but i just i don't know man i just I've never been a speculator. And when I was on flip side, we were always told that we had to bring some sort of spec to the table. And it just, I hated doing it. I hated doing it because like, there's some stuff that's clear spec where if I speculate on something, I'm giving that to you. I'm, you can look at everywhere I go. I'm giving you that information that I think is going to happen, but I'm not selling that book. I'm offering you that spec. Yeah. I'm I'm expecting you to be buying that book too. That's yeah, the assumption. Not, if you're so like, into it that you're probably buying yeah, exactly. it. Well, I want to buy it. And that's why, like, Turns when I do a top selling it. <laughs> when I do a top five list, like I haven't done one in a while, but if I do a top five comments that came out this week, rest assured, and I'll show you every time that I'm buying those books that yeah. I'm recommending. I'm not just being like, oh, well, you're well, recommending those based on content, book. not on research. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But and just I, you know, like I was preaching from the heavens. Like if you want to figure out what's going on in Spider-Man No Way Home and you want to spec, spec on one more day, spec on one moment in time. That's Those are two storylines that are running through this movie. But I already own those books. I never bought and I never sold them. Like I just, I'm, I'm a collector, man. And like there's times where I sit here and I'm like, I'm going to sell my books to help pay for my wedding. And Aaron will straight up tell me don't. Aaron says, don't do it. If it's something you want to do, that's up to you, but they bring you joy. Don't sell them and don't feel like you have to sell them just because we need the money. The money will come. You enjoy that. Don't sell those that's books pro- unless you really want right to. There. And I, there's times where I look around my room. I'm like, fuck, my, this whole closet back here is full of long boxes. Behind me over here is full of long boxes. I'm like, I am so just surrounded by comic books that I haven't touched. I should sell them but I can't bring myself to do it. Yep. And it's just, I just, I, I have like, again, again, I reiterate cause I don't want it to be taken out of context. And I don't want people to go using my words against me. I have nothing wrong with flippers. I have nothing wrong with people trying to make their money. What I have a problem with is people who, for a better lack of term, pump and dump. Well, talk about this book. people like you. Yeah. Talk about this book to raise the price of it so they can sell the thousand copies they have of it. And then, you know, make their money and then they price the little guy out of it. Solo said it a little while ago um, in the comments that I bought a book off of him and I paid him more than what he was asking me for. And it was a amazing Spider-Man three. I think it's three seventy-five. the, the Spider-Man Venom gold, what 30th anniversary issue and i bought that book because i know what it's worth and he was he was trying to give me a homie hookup but i knew what it was worth for him 
you know, I knew what the dollar amount was worth and he gave me the homie hookup. But to me, it was worth way more because that was the very first comic book I ever owned. And I trashed as a kid and got rid of it. And I've been looking for that book for so long. And he was doing me a favor by, by selling me one. So I'm not going to, you know, I appreciate the homie hookup, but I'm going to give him, you know, what I know is fair. So that's awesome. <laughs> so this has been trying to sell my stepson for years. Damn girlfriend won't let him go. But that's all I that's yeah. all I say. It's like it's just sell it to me. This shit is is helping yet hurting the hobby at the same time. Because it's have a good one, Eric. It's a double edged sword because you have people that go to whatnot and whatnot could be a great place to buy books from. Nothing against whatnot, but you have people that go to whatnot that start selling these books and then they get pissed off because they're not getting what the market value for the book is. They're selling two, $300 book and they're barely cracking 30, 40 bucks. When really, when it comes to comic books, it's only worth what someone's willing to pay for it. That's that's, that's how it is with everything, dude. Everything, yeah, exactly. It's only yeah. worth what someone's willing to pay. So I don't know. That's just that's how everything is. That's just my spiel of it. And like, there's so many. And the crazy thing about being a, in in as into this as a lot of us are is how like how many people know somebody that knows somebody that are invo- that are somehow involved in it. Like, especially with the, the ultimate Fallout 4 thing, like, it's just saying, like, I through like doing things with Flipside, and I know someone who was part of Flipside as part of this, as part of that, that's this, that, 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 like, there seems to be so many like circles of people that are connected to this. And now it's just like, oh, well, Bill has an interesting story about this. And I was like, well, we should talk to Bill. And, now you're saying, well, he doesn't want to do that because he knows somebody on the inside. So it's just like, it's crazy how like interweaving all this is and all the people that are, it's just. Well, you know, it's funny too, how you're it's saying a small like, world. Everybody knows yep. something. It's a small it's a world or whatever. That's also how when people do something dumb, that it spreads like wildfire, right? Mm-hmm. Like that's, that's part of the collecting community. I mean, I've. I have friends that I've made just from, you know, my collecting, right? And when somebody rips somebody off or somebody sells a fake that's, you know, passed off as legit to somebody else or whatever, that shit spreads like wildfire. And that person is immediately blacklisted if they, if it's found out they did it intentionally, you know what I mean? Or well, they don't rectify es- it. That's essentially what's well, happening. Yeah, the people Black that caught micro trimming, yeah. Remember the micro trimming uh, scandal? Mm-hmm. Those yep. people, and those were, and those are like big names in the collecting community. And they've what's been micro forever. trimming? So they were micro trimming um, comics to get a better grade. So like, oh, like, like the like edge micro- to make it, yeah, to, to get straight edges. Yeah, but at like huh. an absolute microscopic level, and uh, until they got caught, and those were like big names in the community, and now they're like forever ostracized. You know, one of our, one up, of our you friends, bring them up and they'll be like, oh, that's the dude who micro trimmed, you know, one of that, one that of our friends, Matt, I can't remember his name. He runs that comic book dispute Facebook 
page or whatever that just blew up. He lives in New York. What's his name? We had him on the show once. Well, I, I don't know. I don't know who you're talking about. He, he runs a Facebook page where basically they they uh, put a spotlight on people that have cheated other people in comic book sales. He lives in New There's York. There's a lot of people out there. That we interviewed that. him. I don't remember, dude. I've... You gotta forgive me when it comes to this show. My memory is shit because we're. I want to say it was last year, and he did the whole interview in like a wife beater in his backyard. Three hundred and thirty <laughs> episodes. We remember the Jimmy John's episode. Yeah, there's there's just flashes of greatness that I remember. You know, <laughs> just flashes. So, but. Solo, I I I pay good money for good loving. That's for sure. <laughs> Some fake lovings. I mean, my wife is the most expensive thing I've ever bought. So. <laughs> but like six sticks sells on whatnot and i'll jump in his whatnot sales every once in a while and i watch him get taken you know it's a tough crowd man like you i i see people all the time and it's happened to me where books that are way more valuable than what people are are bidding and they go for way cheaper and it's just like you really You're can't get mad sell at it that. yeah you can't get mad at that because Fucking a man, you know the risks when you put it on there, and you you can ask, you can ask what you think the book is worth. Doesn't mean people are gonna pay it. Like there's a couple of books that were, you know, fifty sixty dollar books that I got stuck paying, you know, sold for five six bucks. So That's yeah, crazy. but there's auction sites that'll pull a, a listing right in the middle of bidding if it's nowhere yep. near. Mm -hmm. what, you know what they but I, that's pull not me like, so like I, you I made a bid and you're potentially the winning bid and it's a great deal for you and they're just like no and they pull it like there's no reserves too. like ebay no you can't put a reserve <laughs> ebay does like, reserves you... yeah no but yeah, like not on... but that's the same that's concept true. that's if you don't meet like a minimum the auction but they tell you up hand they tell you firsthand like your bid does not meet the minimum which I bid. that should be the starting bid. So I don't I don't understand that concept. Yeah. That yeah, like Sticks just said, you have to know that when you go in, <laughs> there won't you won't be making the value. And he knew that. Solo, I mean Sticks and Solo, I know both of them are active on whatnot. Lance's and they trouble. can <laughs> they can attest to that too. That like there's people out there, there's one particular seller, you know. Mystery boxes. Stay away from anyone who sells mystery boxes because more than like a few people, it's a sham. You're not getting your value back. Um, that's one. Two, there's people out there that will be like, oh, well, this book's going for $60, $70 on, on eBay. There's a whole channel. This seller, dude, he's very active in the community. Everyone knows who he is because he's got a big fucking loud mouth. Goes on his, his streams and he's like, yo, so uh, this book's selling for 80 90 dollars on ebay and the whole shtick of his show is people are fucking pr price checking him in his stream so he's like this book right here this this you know spider-man 300 is going for three thousand dollars on ebay and you at 7.0 and price checking it's not and like well it was a week ago it's just like does he have a lot of subscribers yeah yeah it's it's I just get it it, it is what all. it is, man, but <sighs> yeah. Like Solo said, whatnot is all is all about dumping lots of stock 
constantly, not big books. Yeah, see, I thought whatnot at the beginning, it was for for dollar books. Like a way, instead of going to a store and rating the quarter bin and the dollar bins, that's a way to do it online. Mm -hmm. Is that is that not the case? Has it become something mm -hmm. else? No, man. It's. I mean, some people make a killing on it, selling lots of. Like, are people selling lots keys and stuff and whatnot? Yeah. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. I went on there tried to find some Funkos that I was interested in. I couldn't find shit, so I'd never been on there since. That was like a year ago. And don't get me wrong, I love Whatnot, and I've I've got nothing against them. I've made I w I've made some a killing on Whatnot, not selling-wise, but buying-wise. Like, I've bought a lot of books on Whatnot that I've wanted, that I've been looking for, that I've had a hard time finding for fair prices, but there are those books that people are just like... See, Solos is good, good for people inventories yeah you can sit there and you know the price of a book you know what a book's worth and you just shake your head when you watch people fight over this book and pay double or triple the value of that book you what you know the value the normal going price of that book is and you're like and it usually a lot of it's fodder or garbage and you're like why are you paying that much for this like honestly <laughs> like that's, whole that's my thing. Someone like, wants something bad enough. Yeah. And that's my thing too. Like with spec, if there's like paper girls hit and paper girls, number one jumped in price a little bit, but then it went back down. Carn the first appearance of carnage, the first when venom let the be carnage was going, that book was ASM 361. That book jumped in price and now it's back down. You know, it, it's, a lot of it will ride away. Some of it stays up there, but a lot of it, it goes down too. So it's just a matter of riding that wave. But the one thing Ish and I have always talked about, and I motherfuck him every time he brings it up because he's right, is like some of these books, like ASM keys, you buy now because, yeah, you're paying a lot of money now, but just think you're going to pay double, triple the price of the book in the future if you go looking for it. Today's price is next week's bargain exactly so it's it's just it's hard I and that's i don't get this website man like it's just dudes talking like show how do you bid for something there should be an option if are you signed <laughs> in are you log or do you have an account on there thought so I'm in your your account. It says Absolute Geek Podcast. <laughs> How are you in my account? I have no fucking idea. It says Absolute Geek strange. Podcast in the corner. But like I click it's just some dude. I'm doing a big soda thing today. Like for Funkos, they have these little soda things. Mm -hmm. I don't see anywhere that says like make a bid. I don't get it. You're gonna have to show me this shit. I'm too stupid to understand it, I guess. But, but I clicked on two videos and was immediately annoyed by whoever was talking and I backed out of them. I mean, people, I, like I said, I can't hate on them, but the only, the only time I feel like I can hate on them is when they, when it, it's apparent that they're fucking with the community. And when they whip out 300 them. books for Tyler Kirkham. Yeah. Now I definitely have to change out my password sticks. You're right. But yeah, when they whip out 300 books for Tyler Kirkham or, you know, just, when fuckery like this black flag thing happens and what really gets my crawl on that is like 
um, the dude was selling them for 80 bucks. And then when he found out how much they were going for on eBay, he bumped it up to a hundred bucks. Yeah, it's fine. So you're changing your price mid sale. It's no integrity whatsoever. Yeah. It just, and then he cut, and then, uh, and then you just keep, he keeps burying himself like, oh, well, I'm going to bring two more acetane covers to Boston, one for, um, Ghost Rider and one for something else. And I'm going to have one line for vendors and influencers and one line for general people. And by the way, that fucking term influencer annoys the shit out of me because I'm not influencing you to do dick. You watch the show. I'm not influencing you to buy a book. I'm not influencing you to do shit. I'm just telling you what I like. You know, what I suggest out. for you to like, you know, well, not suggest for you like, but what I suggest for you to check out. And if you do or you don't, that's on you. But I am a content creator. We create content. We come here every week to create content for you to have a good time to escape whatever bullshit you're going through that week. To help you with whatever bullshit you got going on that week. That's what I'm here for. That's what I do any of these shows for is to just have a good time with my buddies who are like-minded people who like talking comics, who like talking pop culture, who like talking movies and escape your mundane shitty reality for a few hours a week. That's why I do it. Talk with you guys so I can escape my bullshit. Yep. You know? So, and I've said that's all I got to say about that. But headphones are killing my head. (laughs) Yeah. Well, we're at three hours and 12 minutes, and I just ranted for fucking what feels like 45 minutes on this shit. Yeah. So. We ran it on so long for it. Max just dipped out. <laughs> yeah, I Matt, would you read this? this. Um, I checked out Predator number one by in Marvel. I thought it was interesting. It's pretty good. It, the The whole like premise of somebody is is wearing the Predator armor, who is not a Predator, is is pretty intriguing. Um, Yes, Prey is the highest. Prey was very good. I enjoyed it. Ish did yeah. not. Ish is the only person that I've seen that says this sucks. <laughs> I have not found anybody giving well, him any sort th- of reinforcement. Well, there's thousands of bots accounts just gush. I mean, the, the Rotten Tomato ratings, like, this is where data... I haven't even looked at Rotten Tomatoes. Data is I... Fucking, like, 94% in the first Predator movies and 80%. Like, that is the most... That is just bullshit. Bullshit. I'm get off my lawn. You totally get off. Get off my lawn. Get off my fucking planet. The first Predator movies, there is no way this is 14 Rotten Tomato points better than the first Predator movie. 94%. It's complete hogwash. I'm sorry. Yeah. I enjoyed it, but I haven't um, watched it yet. So I can't. No, okay. That's one thing if you enjoyed the movie, but this insistence that it's better than the first one. I think it's. Oh, awesome. I don't think it's better than the first one. It's fucking well. That's the Rotten Tomato score that everyone holds as Bible. Well, oh, you Rotten have Tomatoes. to. You you have to consider right that you were alive when that movie came out, and sometimes like when these newer generations find some of this old shit that we hold in such high esteem. You know what I mean? Like, it's it's not going to get There's, the same I love. Could, you know how many movies that were made before I was born that I hold in the highest esteem? 
Yes, but we... uh, I'm not buying your argument on that. We appreciate that. Well, the kind of people that are posting shit to to Rotten Tomatoes, like, have you ever posted a Rotten Tomatoes? Because I don't post Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. Just think about the kind of people that are doing that. Like Degenerates. They're fucking degenerates. I don't know. I, I see it a lot, too. Like, I see sometimes, like... Netflix just made a fucking movie about it that rise against the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Like it's getting such high praise, this fucking garbage show. And it's because the people that are giving it the praise don't understand, you know, because it was a different era. Like, I don't know. I showed my wife shit that I, that I liked that she didn't watch, and she's like, "This is the corniest shit ever." And to me, I'm like, "This is like I showed a Rocky Horror." You sit Horror down and you show. watch the first Predator movie, and then you sit down and you watch Predator Prey, and you insist that Predator Prey is way better. That's I think that's madness. I'm not I'm not much of a Predator fan, anyways. I haven't even watched Prey. I don't think it's way better. Like it's I think it's in the Predator franchise, it's right up there with the first one. But I don't think it's better than the first one. But the second I read, one is Donald um, Glover in it, right? Or Danny Glover? Danny Glover, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Danny Glover. Um, I like All right, back I read to the amazing, comic books. Yeah, Amazing Spider-Man number seven, which. I think we're going to talk about it tomorrow night on Saturday night special, but I still don't understand how John Romita Jr. continues to get work <laughs> because his interiors and covers are so bad. If you read that run, it, look at it. You notice he forgot how to draw Spider-Man. Every web Spider-Man shoots. It's like this. You don't get this. You get this. Like what? there's no pinky out. Yeah. It's terrible. His art in that run is God awful. And it's been awful for a long time because he just can't draw since being on kick ass. Um, what else did I get? I got um Samurai Doggy from Aftershock. That was a good read. Um, and I think I'm forgetting. Did you pick something. up the new 007? I did pick up the new 007. Yes. Nice. I've not read it yet, but I have it. I've surprisingly have not read it yet either. Uh, what cover did I get on that one? I actually got pulled every video- single cover for that book. Yeah, I figured you did. Yeah, I went you nuts were in, on that. in the video. You were showing all the all the different covers. Oh yes, yeah, in the video. Yeah, I, yeah, I, li- I literally got one of all of those. Yeah, I got um, Venom Lethal Protector. I haven't read that one yet. I bought Avengers Fifty Nine. I uh, haven't read that one yet. I think it's funny. Um, Avengers Fifty Nine is still Judgment Day is coming. Meanwhile, Judgment Day is already an issue too. Yeah, uh, I love I it when Marvel million. Marvel comics can't catch up to other Marvel comics, even though they're like <laughs> intertwined. I got eight billion genies four, um, Ghost Rider Ven- uh, Vengeance Forever number one. I haven't read that yet. Um, I think that. Let me know how that one is, Ghost Rider, because I'd like to get into a Ghost Rider comic. I think they got the main cover for 007. It's uh, he's holding a dude over his shoulders with like a train pressing between yeah, his legs. Yeah, that's cover A. Yeah, yeah. I think I got the A cover on that one. That's I, I have some uh, high expectations. Is Philip Kennedy? Wait, Philip Kennedy Johnson? I I can never get his name right. But um, you know, when I heard he's doing the book, I was like, all right, this could be this could be good because the the last James he? he did. Damn it, I have to look it up. But he's done some cool stuff lately. But. Yeah, so that's what I bought this week. Um, looking ahead to next week, what's going to shops next week? Uh, Nightwing check out, check out Fantastic World's video to, to yeah, Hulk <laughs> number eight. 
Daredevil number two. Um, uh, across, uh, Edge of Spider-Verse number two. Um, oh, Batman One Bad Day, the Riddler number one. Isn't that the one that they're okay. pushing to be like the Riddler's, yeah, the killing joke for the Riddler? And is, it, is that the one that's written by um, Paul Dano? Tom King. Oh, that's the Tom King one. Okay. That's actually, yeah. there's some buzz about that one. Paul yeah, Dano's the Dano's actor that played him. Like, yeah, and he's writing a Riddler comic too. Oh, is he? Yeah. Oh, that's cool. But it's not this one. Matt's right. It's a Tom King one. Hmm. Yeah. Tom King also had a new uh, uh, new comic come out that's not a DC comic. Um, Love Everlasting. Yeah, I don't I know if you saw that at the store. Sounds like yeah, an 80s I didn't pop pick song. That one up. That black cover, that black Adam Immortal for next week looks interesting because the cover makes it look like Black Adam just shot up. Have you seen that cover yet, Ish? I have not. It's called Black Adam Mortal. Immortal. I'm sharing Immortal. Right. No, the, the Black Adam comics kind of bombed for us this summer. It looks like he just shot up in the bathroom. <laughs> oh, yeah. Does. It's like a scene out of train spotting or something. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not seeing as far as comic book sales. I'm not seeing a lot of buzz or hype for Black Adam. Just in our particular store, in our in our market. Yeah. It's been some rough times for DC. I'm going to say this. So two two sort of Azrael comics came out last week. One was a one-shot that set up a miniseries, so they released the number one, too. I got to tell you, we did not sell one single issue. Like I was yeah. like, fuck. Like, does that mean we're just going to not order it anymore? So I think DC had like 15 or 10, 10 to 15 comics um, last month that didn't even crack the top 200 in sales. Wow. Yeah, they're that's that's, they're a, that's fucking abysmal. That's abysmal. Wow. And I'm seeing oh, it. I did the uh, okay. I did the weekly FOC this week where you get a chance every week, your last chance to either up an order or to decrease an order. And for DC, it was all just kind of decreases. So that's not a good sign. I don't remember yeah, Shadowhawk. Except for Batman. Batman was number one. I remember Shadowhawk looking like a Wolverine ripoff. Yeah, there Did was you a see cover, that, uh, this DC cover that Legend. looked exactly like Wolverine that you had on your video-ish. What was it again? You had you had a comic that you were showing on your DC video that looked like a ripoff of Wolverine. Huh. It was like an alternate cover. Oh, there's a book coming out next week that I'm know. looking forward to. I'm going to buy that one up. Shirtless bear fighter next week, boys. Pick that up. <laughs> Shirtless bear fighter, too. <laughs> All right. Well, I think that's a good place to end tonight's show. Ish or Max, Lance, whoever you are. Do you have anything else you want to touch we're, on we're, tonight? We're interchangeable. No, I know you, Ish, but Max and Lance just start running together after a while. <laughs> Uh no, not that I can think of. She Hulk starts next week, so I'm assuming we're gonna have some conversation around that. Probably for next week's episode. Um, are they releasing that. the first two episodes? 
or just one? I think it's just one. I don't know what their release schedule is for that. Um, Matt, did you catch uh, Raw on Monday? I did. Uh, Rhea Ripley just fucking destroying uh, Dominic. Dominic, Mysterio. yeah. That's just like comedy right there. Which, all right, well, fuck it. I'll ask you this since we're already three hours and 30 minutes into it. How do you feel about the Triple H era so far? I feel good about it, I guess. I think uh, it's like SummerSlam was, I think, such a success <laughs> that um, maybe they, you know, if you've had problems with WWE, this could be a, you know, they could be turning the corner. Yeah. Um, you know, there's some things like, you know, live live Morgan as, as the champion is still, you know, that defies that. logic, but I love Liv, man. Want to give any yeah, I mean, her? she's a, she's adorable, but one probably one of the least believable champions you can imagine. I'm trying to find his comment because I wanted to shout him out. Just no, it looks like everyone in the chat is bailing on us too. Yeah, um, I'm trying to find his comment because I want to give him a shout out. But there's a, a guy who's been going back and forth with me on the CM Punk video about my thoughts on WWE and like what what's going on right now with Triple H and what do you think what's going on right now with Triple H? Um, I think it's too have, early to tell because we we're kind of very different when it comes to WWE. You know, I'm kind of yeah. I liked what's been happening last year. Let's say, you know, I've been enjoying it. You not so much. Yeah. Um I don't like my love of professional wrestling is is very different. Well, maybe not so much different as other people's, but like I loved AEW because it represented something new, it represented something fresh. It got back to professional wrestling, less backstage drama bullshit, more in ring action. If you can go to a three-hour episode of Raw and you only get 20 minutes of wrestling, in-ring wrestling, there's a problem. And now AEW is taking things they used to like about professional wrestling that when done right, like the bleeding and the hardcore stuff and stuff like that, it, it was done very well. But now it seems like every episode, dudes are getting cut and they're bleeding like stuck pigs. For me the triple H era of WWE is off to a good start, but I think to really, to really um, praise this or judge this era, the triple H era, it's going to be a year or two down the line. Sure. Because just because they're still running some of the same storylines, like the fact that the judgment day is still a stable blows my mind. If I were to take over, that's the first thing I would do is break up that stable. Finn Balor being a mid card is a fucking disgrace. He is such a good in-ring performer. He carried the NXT title twice. He was the very first universal champion and he comes back from injury and he just can't go anywhere. Vince just fucking buries him, puts him in the mid card. And I feel like that's what Demian Priest and the judgment day are doing to him is they're keeping him in that mid card level. Unifying the, the the titles was the worst thing ever did because now Roman Reigns is going to hold those titles hostage until whatever comes to fruition with The Rock or whatever's going to happen at Mania. 
I really think that Rock's going to say, no, I don't want to do this. They're not going to have that Mania match. And probably what's going to happen is you're going to have Seth Rollins versus Roman Reigns at Mania for the title. Cody Rhodes is going to come back, probably feud with Theory, get the money in the bank briefcase from Theory, and he's going to cash it in on Roman Reigns at WrestleMania to be champion. I can really see that happening. But the Triple H era, is, like I said, is going to be defined years down the road because I think it's going to take more than him bringing back NXT cast-offs. As much as I like Dakota Kai and and EO Sky, like it's going to take more than just bringing back. And who about Karrion Cross is back? Yeah, it's going to take more than just bringing back Karrion Cross. It's going to take more than just Dexter Loomis. Dexter, you know, Dexter Loomis. Or like the the talk of I know supposedly tonight on SmackDown, um, t- like Dala and like two members of Hit Row came back. So it's I think it's going to take more than him bringing back people that he's worked with in NXT to really define his his running the, the Triple H era. Like, it's going to be that first giant free agent signing that he makes. Like, I think they talk about the the great... MGF talks about it on, on AEW, the great uh, bidding war of 2024 when his contract comes up. If WWE can land MJF or WWE can start pulling some of these AEW guys, not old a not old WWE casts off, but if they can start enticing guys like Darby Allen or you know some of these other guys from AEW to or like Kenny Omega or the Young Bucks or you know Cody Cody bridged it. He came back. So that door is open. Like he can use Cody as that kind of bridge way to get these guys back. If he can get some of these like big names that are like Orange Cassidy or anything like that that are making names for themselves in, in AEW to WWE, that's what's going to define the Triple H era. Not just bringing back some people from NXT or trying sure. to, to sign also like, scouting to, to find yeah, new, absolutely. new people and who that, are future stars. You know, I think NXT, Braun Breaker at NXT, I mean, that's someone I could definitely see challenging you know the type of guy who challenged roman reigns for a title i mean Braun Breaker's yeah, but badass that, but right now he has issue. to carry nxt on his shoulders right and that's my issue with nxt is you've got Braun breaker as the champion and anyone you put against him you're like it's like the Liv morgan thing you're like there's no way like that's why Cameron he was good with champa the champa you know almost that that's another uh, one retired given him the thing and now he's showing up on raw that's another one champa Triple H, Champa, and Gargano carried NXT. They made NXT. Their matches are some of the best NXT matches. There's there's a reason why, like, I have all the faith in the world in Triple H. Like, there's a reason why NXT was a better product than WWE for a long time. That's why there's a reason why you go to a wrestle, you know, a a big pay per view weekend like Royal Rumble or, or Mania that people wanted to go to NXT TakeOver more than they wanted to go to the actual main pay-per-view because they were just, it was better storytelling. It was better matches. Like those Gargano, uh, Ciampa matches are some of the best matches in WWE. And they just, like, that's that's the kind of stuff I think that these guys come up to the main roster and they fall dead. Triple H is there now. Why is Ciampa still playing second fiddle to the Miz? They're doing this whole like 
they need to bring Johnny Gargano yeah, in. Miz is a, Miz is huge. Come on. Yeah, but his Ciampa shows is too, his side shows huge. I don't think Champa's even close to Miz. But I, well, I recognize the name of Miz. There, I don't know who Champa yeah. is. Like Champa, they if they want to rebuild that tag team division because the tag team division needs a lot of help. Triple H is clearly focused on the women's division. Bring him back. Dakota Kai and Bailey and Io Sky and you know they need to bring DY back and put them in the tag team division and let them go against um the the Usos and like really vamp up that that tag team division but that's just I I think it's going to take more than just signing old WWE and NXT cast off cast off man like cuz there's a lot of talk about um uh Bray Wyatt coming back and I just like, I just, I want to see bigger named signings than just old NXT people. And, and like I said, Champa, I want to see Triple H do more than just take NXT talent and mid card the shit out of them. Like, who's some other big NXT names that I think deserve better? Like, I, I love Velveteen Dream, but he, he was his own undoing. Like, he was his own worst enemy. Um, but Samoa I mean, like, even Joe. like, yeah, Samoa Joe, like, Big <laughs> E, Big E came up and it took him a while to, to win about Sami Zayn, dude. Like, a lot of people forget Sami Zayn was a champion in, in NXT. And he, like, I would love to see him and Kevin Owens make a tag team and go against the Usos. Like, I think just the biggest mistake right now is having those titles unified and having, Usos and, and Roman holding them for two years, and you, you're mid carding some of your good talent. Like they're wasting the last couple good years AJ Styles has left, wasting them by mid carding him. And like Dominic Mysterio, well, someone's got to gotta be the mid card. I mean, you can't. yeah, believe me, WWE has plenty of mid card talent, plenty of mid, a plethora of mid card talent. You've got. People like the the Viking Raiders, who were yeah, they're a, kind of they're mid cardy. It's up to you, Lance. Yeah. <laughs> well, the Viking Raiders, who have been in WWE for years, they were tag team champions at one point. They're wrestling jobbers still. Like, why are they still wrestling jobbers? Well, look at like Dolph Ziggler. Yeah. That's another that one. dude. That dude's a, a phenomenal wrestler, but his job yeah. is literally to make other people look good. Mm-hmm. But so, but it's without those workhorses, without those lunch pail guys like the Dolph Ziggler's of the world. Yeah, you need them to help prop up the the bigger stars. I mean, I have definitely been more interested in watching Raw as of late um, than I I previously was, but. I think it's going to take has a little been bit a lot more, more interesting than SmackDown for sure. It's going to take a little bit more than three weeks and Triple H just bringing back old Triple H people to to really like you, get me to say, dude, the Triple H era is amazing. Usually you don't see like when a CEO takes over a company, you don't see the effect of their change until at least a year. You know what I mean? Because some of these things, you don't even know if some of these things might have been in effect before Triple H even took over. Yeah, but wrestling, they, they can change things at the last second. They do that all the time. They do it all yeah, the time. It, yeah, they, it Labor sounds Day's like they're trying big, to carry out storylines and stuff. 
the big Scottish pay-per-view event. What's it called? Something uh, in Clash the of the Castle. Castle, yeah. See, that'll be a big, you know, a big uh, step for Triple H to show. All right, here we are. So yeah, I'm but I mean, you're to that, and we know McIntyre is going to win that event. You you think he think he's going to take the title well, off Roman Reigns? I yes, the, and then and then something's gonna something's gonna like there's gonna be like a cliffhanger thing that's gonna mess it all up or something. But I don't. There's think no way they're doing think... this all thing in Scotland in the castle. McIntyre's there. He's gonna have to have his moment. I think he'll, he'll win, but he's gonna win by DQ, and he's not gonna. There's not gonna be a title change. Okay, that's possible. I have I have a feeling that has in store for us. I have a feeling that. Austin Theory, they have no intent. Now that McMahon's gone, they have no intention of making Austin Theory a world champion anytime soon. He will be eventually, but I don't think it's going to be in the near future. I think the only reason Austin Theory holds that briefcase now is to cause Tom Fuckery and allow Roman to hold that title for as long as he can till they build to WrestleMania and hopefully get The Rock to, to agree. Because you got to think we're past SummerSlam now. So we're getting right into prime WWE season. Something's got to happen right now with, with the rock to start setting up mania for all who knows. Like I felt like SummerSlam. I mean, tell me if I'm wrong, but the, the videos that came out after that Stroman or that um, Lesnar match where he's standing up on the ring, that's lifted by the tractor and tipping his hat to everyone. And, it kind of felt like he was taking his final bow, like he was whatever That's, they did. Actually, I read that with the cameras turned off, he actually said like a farewell to the audience. Yeah, so like that felt like with whatever happened, they talked him into coming back, and that was it for him. And now he's done. And who, Brock Lesnar or The Rock? Brock Lesnar. Brock. So, you know, they got to start building their their mania stuff. I don't know. I'm not holding out hope for The Rock to save WWE and show up at WrestleMania. That's like, you know, that's like waiting for Mephisto to be the big bad. Yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm not, I'm not either, but I think, I think there's some, I honestly think right now there's only two people that take that belt away from Roman. And one of them's The Rock and the other one's Cody Rhodes. I was going to say Cody Rhodes. That that's because right now when they built the way they were building it before his pec injury, it was Roman Cody were a plus. They were right on par with each other. So that's what I'm saying. Like that's it. Like I don't know if Cody will be healed by Royal Rumble to win the Royal Rumble, or if there'll be some tomfoolery with the the Money in the Bank briefcase. But I don't see Austin Theory winning that title. I honestly think Cody takes that briefcase from him one way or another and he cashes it in for a world championship to be a world champion but i don't know because that would be that would be just like the perfect storyline wouldn't it that cody comes back and you know seth wins seth wins the rumble wants to and goes after roman some something happens between cody and, and theory where Cody makes a stipulation that Theory put his money in the brink beef, briefcase on the line. Cody beats Theory. Seth and uh, Roman are going at it at Mania. Roman beats Seth. Cody comes out, cashes in, beats Roman to go out 
as the champion at WrestleMania. Do what his father couldn't at WrestleMania. Now there, that's speculation right there. I mean, I'm pretty good when it comes to WWE. Like, <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty good. It sounds like a very likely storyline. But this very well could play out as you described it. But we'll see. That's the great thing about WWE. Anything could happen. But I, I just think that, like, AEW has the bigger names, but they're going, they do kind of start feel like they're going that WCW route. And now they're they're talking about making their pay-per-views two nights long, like WWE does in some of them. And I enjoyed all, though. Like, I, I enjoy watching WWE and AEW equally. I don't say you should watch one or the other, but I love pro wrestling. So what can I say? But we really need to start a wrestling show ish. Cause I could talk to you about wrestling for another two hours, but it is already 11 15 at night. And I think we've been on this for three hours and 40 minutes. So it's, I got, so, I got some bid. Jimmy John's to finish. It's time uh, to bid you all adieu. I, I, you wanted to give credit to the guy that was asking you about your opinion. Yeah. Uh, Kinshiro. There you go. He's the one that said, "How do I, what do I think of Triple H now? Or has my opinion changed? Yes. There you go, Kinshiro. There's my opinion. I gave it to you online to you, and I just think three weeks is not enough of a change to see, um, you know, to, to really change my opinion. But uh, I want to thank everyone who's hung out with us for this long. I want to thank everyone who was in the chat tonight. Um Amazing chat as always. Solo Wookie, Stick Boys, Harmon, your mom, Aaron, Patrick, um, Sam, Eric, ev- everyone, Eric, uh, Nudes HD, best adult dating site. Did we see Leftover um, Zaggy tonight? Yeah, no Zaggy tonight. I, wonder what's I swear, on I watch random podcasts and that dude's in the chat. Zaggy's like, everywhere. He's, he's like a professional podcast chatter. I see him yeah. all over YouTube. Zaggy is everywhere, dude. Lopez, Lopez is coming over hot from uh, Renovision. Um, yeah, TK. I haven't seen TK in a long time. TK popped in. Uh, so much love, you know, your mom. Much love to everyone in the chat tonight. You guys are fantastic as always. Interactive, make the show so much fun. Um, but remember, uh, can't forget stumbling Jedi. Remember, we hit that five hundred sub mark. We're trying to push for a thousand by November. Um, make the great wedding gift to hit a thousand subs by November. Be on the lookout as we will probably announce how we're going to do that giveaway from so, um, Stumbling Jedi next week. Uh, so that's something to look forward to. Um, and yeah, remember to check out tomorrow night right here on Absolute Geek or over on Renovision. We're going to be doing a simulcast of a new, um, you know, Compilate. I don't want to call it compilation. What collaboration? Collaboration. There, that's Stop. better. Thank you. Collaborate and listen. Yep. A collaboration between <laughs> us and Renovision called Saturday Night Special, which is just, you know, a great comic book show where we're going to talk about comics. We're going to talk, we're going to review comics. We're going to go deep dive into comics. We're going to, you know, talk a little anime from Sam. It's going to be a great, great collaboration. Oh, Sam, you're doing it with Sam? Yeah. Sam's going to be on there too. Yeah. Awesome. So, uh yeah we're getting kyle back so kyle's back on board so ish are you gonna be there i am ish is gonna be there so i was very excited oh. about what i'm gonna eat 
<laughs> he was messaging me about that earlier. What do you need on the show? My, my invite must have got lost. It sounds like everybody's going to be there but me. Well, <laughs> just kidding. Know, it's always an open invite, man. So um, I'm just joking. But yeah, we got all kinds of good shit. Control us in the chat, Lance. Yeah, I probably will. It's going to be a great collab. Um, great things for the great guys over at Renovision and us. So if everything goes to plan, it's going to be streamed on both channels from five to seven. So it's is Marco going to be on the show? I don't think he is. No. Oh, I haven't seen that guy in months. Two hours of you can watch him every Don't Wednesday night this. on Renovision. Yes, that's true. Unfortunately, I can't. But, uh, I can't watch. It's gonna be, uh, it's gonna be a good time. I think. Yeah. yeah great, great stuff. So sure, be awesome. Yeah. So for this week's episode of Absolute Key Podcast, I'm Matt. I am Lance. And I am. That's Ish. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll see you guys next week. All you freaks and geeks, come all you freaks and geeks, let's listen to Absolute Geek, Absolute Geek. we'll go ahead and spread our cheeks, spread the cheeks. and drink some Cosby wine, <laughs> we'll come drink some Cosby wine, it makes me feel real fine. <laughs> See you next time on the Absolute G.